If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. On these dumbass bitches, I'm having a blast right now. Yeah. I heard you bitches was looking for me. Bitch, here I go. I heard you bitches was looking for me. Bitch, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I heard you bitches was looking for me. Who is that? <laughs> Cash Doll. Oh, I should have known. <laughs> now. Cash Doll Senior. Get it right. There's only room for one dial in the dial house, okay? okay? Cash Doll Senior. All the rest of my juniors. Woo. However... Uh, the beautiful thing uh, about, and first of all, I want to say hello to everybody. How's everybody out doing out there tonight? <laughs> now, the beautiful thing about being a patron of the arts is that <laughs> you really become someone who finds oh, inspiration. And this is why music and musical performance is so magical, right? Because you really find life-changing gems that, that just enrich you on levels that you really didn't anticipate. Uh, the clip that we just played is from Cash Dial's new mixtape called The Vault, and it's a song called Here I Go, uh, which is also the hashtag this week. It's Here I Go, hashtag Here I Go. And upon the opening lines of the song, you know, Cash Dial is um, perfectly executing her uh, rap star lifestyle persona on the mic by saying something so simple and so catchy that people all around the world have been making videos of them um, walking past the screen and then turning around saying, bitch, here I go. Um, really? Yeah, it's, it's like, a, the, yeah, it's like a new challenge. challenge. Yeah, <laughs> um, And so it's catching on and it's making people feel bold enough to step into the forefront of whatever the problems they're facing. Step Damn. on the other side of any obstacles that may be in their way. Step to the light. Even if your name ain't Caroline, but just to make sure that you move to the front of everything in your life, you know, and and and, and boldly face these things and overcome the challenges by saying, I heard you bitches was looking for me. Bitch, here I go. I heard you bitches so, was looking for me. Yeah. And, you know, this is why art is great. 
Um, I'm so excited about this Cash Out mixtape. And once again, art is life. So if any bitch been looking for you, you tell them, bitch, here I go. If you get ready to start a new thing in life, a new job, a new gig, a new challenge, bitch, here I go. You know what I'm saying? Like, the hashtag this week is here I go. Just got a new promotion. Bitch, bitch here, here I, I go. go. That's right. Look, it's Monday. Bitch, here I go. That's right. Stunning on my haters. Bitch, here I go. I see it. I'm my period it. just yeah, ended. Bitch, here I go. Okay. <laughs> period. Okay. Shit, you know. Anyway. With that being said, and I really want to give thanks to Arkeisha Antoinette Knight, also known as Cash Out, for that. You know. I was like, what? Uh, but Keisha yeah, Antoinette. with that being said, yes. and most, most, you guys, most, now this is the pinnacle, most importantly understood, okay? I do want to take this opportunity to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants yeah. a musty brain? A quiet storm. How you doing, friend? I'm good. How are you? I feel great. How about you, Asante? <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Magnifique. That's good. Oh, oh, we, ooh, parlez-vous français a little bit? Parlez-vous français a little bit, What's going on, French fry? You just got back from Paris, huh? Oh, you speak you know. French now. Oh, <laughs> I heard the bitches was looking for you. <laughs> okay. You saying we now? Here I go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Wait, you what's love the love party, party next door? This line. Okay. He's saying door. we a lot. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you speak French now? Right. Okay. Because they saying we, we a lot. That's right. We, we, we. What's <laughs> going on? How, listen, how parlez-vous was your Francais? <laughs> Look, you know, I was a very polite American. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to come back to You this. admitted you were American? What? I was out there. All, the, bonjour. Bonjour, monsieur. Parlez-vous anglais? Uh, uh, yes. And I was like, ah, oui, oui. Merci. Uh, thank you. Because, you know, I just had to lay it on real thick that I did not know what was happening. But luckily, I was out there with one of the baddest bitches I know, Chris Lejeune. Okay. Who was speaking French left and right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Canadian. Having conversations with all the motherfucking cab drivers. She was out there that. talking to them down at the desk. I was like, you better work. Okay. I've been I've been uh, taking French in my Duolingo app, so I will be <laughs> practicing with Chris. I'm, I'm a level two, okay? Cat ass on rouge, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, there you go. But France was amazing. I fell in love with Paris. I got to see the Eiffel Tower. I got to see Beyonce and Jay-Z kill it. Mm-hmm. Wearing your cute ass merch. I, I have my merch. I have my one t-shirt. I have my one of my t-shirts I had to put in the vault. You know, I brought back so much shit. I was so excited. I can't believe I got to see it. And then I was very upset because they didn't perform any of the new shit, which I didn't expect them to do. From the album? Uh, no, uh, nothing from the Carters. I think oh. they're going to do it when they come stateside. That's what I feel. That's what I believe. Mm. But because, you know, Fran, shout out to them. They won the World Cup. Um, and y'all were there at the time. Of, we were there. Like, all the, literally, all the cars were honking. We heard all the cars honk right when it was happening. It was amazing because everybody was playing it in their cars anyway. So they heard it when it happened and everybody was honking the streets down. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. But it was so amazing that uh, they were showing the World Cup at the concert the day, uh, the, on the second day. And so because they won and it was so pandemon- such pandemonium at the show, she decided that or they decided to do ape shit. And oh, I was so mad that I love that. But of course they deserve That's it. That's hot. Yes. And what was she wearing? Jay-Z performed. Uh, there were plenty of outfits. And one of the outfits actually reminded me of Pimp C. Shout out to Beyonce for that because I just love how ghetto she is. Did she but, look um, pregnant to you? No. No. 
I saw a video today that Beyonce like literally. I saw that same video and I think it was doctored because I saw a fan video from like, I'm assuming the day that Chris and and Asante were there Mm -hmm. and the fan video, Asante, you hear me, Beyonce, (laughs) 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 literally comes down into the crowd to give him the mic so he can sing and you see her midsection clearly and there's, no puff yeah, the way like, that the video when she rubs shows. her stomach there's not none of that okay, that's doctor yeah, no she don't look like she looks great and and she had on like a lot of those old types of outfits she even did like the t-shirt and jeans and like or like the wife beater and the jean shorts and stuff like she did like a lot of different outfits and none of them made her look pregnant but she and we looked, don't know but I just think yeah, she, that particular mm-hmm. video that you're talking about is definitely doctored yeah, well she, I'm ready to fucking fight cause now you playing with my intelligence well, cause she, right. and that's she the could scary be, part though because you know what you, towards the end of the show I'm not gonna give away how they do the show but you know towards the end of the show one of the songs comes on and they show like a bunch of stuff and they show Blue and just showing Blue it just got me all emotional I was like oh shit I'm about to cry but it was great France was great it owes me nothing I can't wait to go back. I mean, look, I didn't even talk about any of the food or any of the cute buildings or any of the other shit, but it was still a great place. I remember I was telling you, I really want all of us to go backpacking in Europe. That would be amazing. And just jump around on the train from city to city exploring for like a couple weeks. I saw I saw one of the train stations where they had the trains going to like Amsterdam and all yeah, the different like, parts Yeah, like wouldn't that be amazing? Yes. That would be really, All really of us dope. just like, ugh. And then because we're together, we could just do our podcast over there like okay. a backpacking tour live through the through oh um, yes. listen yes. we really gotta think about this we gotta this. plot some places out and do that so shit so much that fun that would be really dope we're so blessed that we can work from anywhere yes. why are we not taking advantage of that you know yes. what I mean that's right and I wanna go shoot some dice in Europe anyway <laughs> so I'm down I don't know I just see myself I ain't never been to Paris you oh, know and what I'm we saying? went to the club I just see myself shooting dice in Paris First on the did you find any cuties did Crystal find any cuties no, she did not. Oh damn! I should have known because she didn't even mention it. <laughs> you know, and you know what? The club that we went to, it was like a a mixed party. Of course, more guys than girls, but there were some girls up in there. But you know, nobody her speed. But it was it was cute. It, France was very cute. Cute. But, uh, right. And I don't speak French. I'd have been like, I don't even speak French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd have been like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying, but you know, <laughs> look at that point, I know what you're saying. <laughs> at that point, things get more interesting. I know they do. Okay, parlez-vous français? Anyway, friend, how was your weekend? Yeah, what friend, doing? I missed a little friend and my friends. My weekend was good. It was really busy um, because I the second this second half of the year is gonna be a doozy, y'all. Mm. Like I already have 15 flights. In my Delta app that are like planned. Jesus. On top of our tour. You know what I mean? So I'm like, woo. I was trying to, you know what's crazy? I actually, I joked about it on Twitter just to make light of it. But I got uh, these really bad chest pains on Saturday that kind of knocked the wind out of me. Like I couldn't breathe for a couple hours. I'm going to assume it was like uh, psychosomatic where it's just, you know, your stress levels can kind of manifest in the physical Realm and I literally had to lay down on the ground with my arms up mm. just to open up my chest and try to breathe and then arms to the side and was doing yoga poses and shit because I just could not breathe. Oof. But I think it's just, you know, you start thinking about mm-hmm. everything that is expected of you, which obviously isn't good because that's what creates anxiety. I just the second half, <laughs> I spent all weekend, I did my to-do list 
and wrote down everything that's happening and that's expected of me and tried to just knock out as much as possible. And I'm going to be doing that for the next couple of weekends just to kind of like alleviate the pressure. Yeah. Because my wellness tour, we're doing uh, several uh, international stops, and mm-hmm. that's a beast. That's a lot of travel time and travel period. And remember, I don't have a tour manager. Like, we're doing this on yes. our own. So even just coordinating an yes. international Logistics. stop, and then it's multiple. So, yeah, Ooh. a lot of learning, but it's great. I mean, this is what I love to do, so I'm excited, but I just had to take a little bit of a breather this weekend so that's what I was doing just getting my life together because this is the second half of the year officially well you're gonna be up in the air 15 flights girl <laughs> you're walking on sunshine <laughs> but I'm sure it's too yeah, I got a big weekend. ass pimple on my face too where dose girl I ain't gonna turn to the other side but it's trust me I'm like I don't see them they're they're blazing <laughs> and so you know I just it's pimples on your face are a very humbling experience you know what I'm saying you walk around it makes me think about people who smile with their mouth closed cause like I just I understand right and I know it's stress related because I changed my pillowcase not changed as in I did it because my face broke out no I changed my pillowcase yeah, regularly something people forget okay to. let's talk about that mm-hmm. and then I wash my damn face. You I'm not one of them, you know, <laughs> dirty fingernail having ass and dirty white sock wearing ass nigga. Like that's not me. <laughs> so this whole these pimples on my face have really been buckling, knee buckling, shuckling experience for me. And they're absolutely right? stress related. The other day. I literally, you would have thought somebody was, I was walking around using a jackhammer. So I was just vibrating because I was just so stressed out. <laughs> like, for real. Like, but you know, everything going to be all right. And I'm just, you know, that's just where I'm at okay, with this For real, everything going to be all right. What did she say? She's like, it's not, it's not Clyde and Bonnie. It's a Spice and a Tommy. We, really, we just listen to Spice and Tommy from Love and Hip Hop's song video. Now they have a music video. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, that's well, how you unify. They got they, one. They fought after they made oh, the video. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> but anyway, so that's all I got. Or let me think. What else do I have to say about last weekend? <laughs> what did we do last weekend? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm, that's all I have <laughs> to say. It was Essence Fest. Yeah. Um, before we move on, remember that it is our three-year anniversary. Yes. Oh, yeah. Saturday, August 18th is our anniversary show. We would love to see you there. Thank you so much. The VIP tickets are sold out the day we announced the show. And there are general admission tickets available. So make sure and grab that at thefriendzonelive.com. Also, for my activation tour, Dominican Republic and Joshua Tree are now available and open. Slots are available so you can go on the activation. It's activationtour.com to apply for either city. And, of course, I'll let you guys know when the rest of the cities, which are Sedona, London, um, Gosh, I can't even think of what all the other over, ones are. Pimping all over the world. I'll let you guys know the closer we get to the dates. But... Yes, those are the announcements that I wanted to get out the way. And speaking of challenges, because you mentioned the cash doll challenge. Mm-hmm. Did y'all see the Zoom challenge that's going on with the, with the babies? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, where they're sliding across <laughs> that floor like that? <laughs> now. It's funny, but it's like, 
it's, mortifying because you know those kids are getting whiplash. And the way that the kids, what makes <laughs> it so funny no. is the, you ever see I'll those kids no. flying across the floor? While no. Dustin talks, I was sure. So what it is for those for the people who are listening, I'm going to try to give you paint a picture. Paint a minute picture. Can you see with your mind's eye? <laughs> so. There's, there's these kids on the floor Literally their butts are on the floor And their feet may be kind of out of frame And the little kids look like they're driving Like the side Picture the side view of a person sitting in a go-kart Or a car driving And then they just fly across the floor Like look, here we go One, two, three, zoom Oh, <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> Oh my god, god zoom. And they literally drag the kids out of the frame It is <laughs> So it looks like they're driving away Yes It's a zoom challenge But it's it like got ganked up. The compilation <laughs> ones are funny Did you see his sister in the back she was like ooh <laughs> and the babies sometimes the babies get excited because they're doing inactivity so they're looking at the camera smiling like and then they get snatched out the frame it's a shame I just you know I just wonder like what people are like, yeah like, <laughs> I'm showing them side it's just funny with the zoom challenge yes. and then there's the a couple new dance challenges mm-hmm. uh, what's his name JB Blockboy he has is that how you say his name? Yeah, Black Boy JB, but Black they know Boy who you're JB. talking about. Yeah. See my age. Um, he has a new dance, and it's a chicken dance. <laughs> like oh, yeah. Oh, I got to watch this. <laughs> Black <laughs> Boy JB. He's dope. He's actually got some of the best ad-libs in the game, too, FYMFI. That he, chicken he, dance, he, I like him performing. And then there's a new shoulder, the broken shoulder. Have you seen I it? haven't seen the broken well, shoulder, like, friend. You know what you would think, but it doesn't have that like oozy finesse. Yeah. It's not a shimmy. It's mm. it's like a literal broken shoulder. I saw Jay Versace do. I, I mean, I don't think he created it, but he he's the first one I saw do it. And then when I clicked the hashtag, of course, mm-hmm. all these kids doing the broken shoulder. <laughs> like this is cute. You know what though? I I love these dance challenges. Mm-hmm. I think they're the cutest thing on earth. I don't know about the fun. Zoom one because that looks dangerous. As long as nobody do that Zoom challenge with no old people, we good. Oh, oh you see people doing it with their dogs? No. <laughs> 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 doing the Zoom challenge. Lord have mercy. I want to see Sherry Shepard do the Zoom challenge. Oh, you know what? So, on last week's episode... <laughs> Sherry Shepard, who else would do be funny doing the Zoom challenge? Um, I would like to see... Well, oh, never gosh. mind. No, is it... I think the dance is P-Fizzle. Who? Which one? Uh... The broken shoulder or the chicken? The chicken. Black boy black boy P Fizzle. <laughs> okay, but that's probably it. A lot of times they remix local records that, and that's how the records blow up like that. Like it'll be the chicken Sorry. dance of like you a click local it? record. I did. You Brand, see the kids doing it? Well, this is an actual music video, so I'm probably gonna have to like scroll through to see. You it. gotta watch it though, because it's I don't know if that one's gonna stick. Yeah. <laughs> you saw it, Dustin? Mm-mm. Show Dustin too. Is this it where they're shaking their head? Oh, whoa. <laughs> it needs to be called season. <laughs> I don't think that one's going to stick. I just don't know. But who knows? Because these kids just, who knows? <laughs> uh-uh. I'm, I, I don't really. Oh, my God. The children. I don't, if those little kids start doing it, I'm going to pass out. The way they do it, it takes me down. <laughs> they look, they low-key look like they're getting possessed. I don't like that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Oh, we can. We've been I'm doing that. Yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> do the chicken. I, chicken. We do the fried chicken. chicken. Put a little shoulder. Who? Yeah. 
I wish there were cameras in here. Y'all can see this uh, damn dance. Please uh, hashtag it on Twitter. Look for it. And P then Fizzle. imagine Dustin. <laughs> Look at P. Fizzle's chicken video. That's right. All right. Love so it. on last week's episode called How Was Your Weekend? We the- did a recap. Well, that's the one where Countess Vaughn did the Zoom challenge. It was last week's episode. That's where it was. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Jill Scott would be another good one doing the Zoom challenge. <laughs> KC. Right. Ooh. <laughs> I only mentioned him because he's part of the comment I'm reading. So, how was your weekend? We did a recap of Sonya our Norwood. Weekend. Go ahead, last one. That's it. At Essence Fest And We clearly had so much fun All of you that we went really Were did. sharing your stories And those of you That didn't get a chance to go Were saying that You have It marked on your calendar To go next year All that I would advise As someone who's gone Several years Is that if you are serious About going You and your friends Need to book your rooms now Because that's how far In advance uh, usually have to block it out. Okay. Because people go up for that they do. fest. Especially right? since it went up this year. It was more people this right. year. It's so only going to be... be. And next year is apparently the 25th anniversary. Ooh, uh, wow. 25? 25, which I didn't even know Essence Fest had been happening that many years. Right? I thought it was like a new thing. Big shout out to me being old. Damn. <laughs> 25 years so that you know next year is probably going to be. I can only imagine the lineup. Imagine the lineup. You know what? I hope they air Essence on something. But I I still want to go to the festival, but I hope that they stream it on something or like have the performances like done somewhere. Like Coachella does. Yes. That'd be cute. Yes. And even if it's like with, uh, you know, title or something because it's black or... Right. You know, somebody. Good I see, idea. I need somebody to make that happen for me. Right? BET can even do it. You know, BET and Essence, I feel like they like each other. You That'd know, be somebody, cute. Something. Or even oh. a YouTube collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, that it would be Coachella really dope. does, right? Do Where that. you can stream it from them. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, who stood out to you, Asante? I'm actually going to dip into the SoundCloud screens. <laughs> Uh-oh. <clears throat> um, I, found a, I see the comment from Felizita Little. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. It's beautiful. There's a Z in it to so I was really feeling that. Uh, her comment was, low-key, white artist lounge. I would do white artists that had, like, popular music that was R&B. So 90 degrees, uh, 98 degrees. Oh, I was like, who's She degrees? She put 90 degrees, but it's 98 degrees. <laughs> Old Jessica Simpson, John B., Pink, but she would really only do her first album, Can't Take Me Home. <laughs> Dream, Patrick Stump, and Jesse McCartney. So you lost me with the last two, I'm not going to lie. But you had me going when you said Dream and all those people like in a, like a white R&B lounge. Like, that would be cute. Like a little wow, throwback dream. lounge. Yeah, You know, Fadia, uh, Asante and I have a mutual friend named Fadia. She was saying on, I think, her Insta stories that her dream would be to have John B. sing at her wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo. And I was like... Wow, could you imagine that, that? Now, that would be a, the moment. Girl, it's your wedding. That would be, and knowing her, she's going to get it done because it's her. You know oh, what I mean? still down for me now. <laughs> so, yes, that's what I found on the SoundCloud streets. What about you, friend? What did you find? User 9428272 on SoundCloud okay, said. Okay, Android. But, <laughs> but did you see the video of KC riding on dude's shoulders at the show, singing and everything? He even reached down and grabbed a piece of chicken from someone <laughs> in the audience. I personally did not see that. Did y'all see that? No. How what? did we miss that? What stage we probably was turned KC around. on? <laughs> what stage? What? Was, what other stage was KC on? <laughs> we missed that. 
Baby, <laughs> you want to talk about what stage he was on or what stage he? <laughs> what? KC. Woo. <laughs> What about you, Dustin? What'd you find in the Twitter stream? Oh, it's all, is it on me already? already? Okay, we didn't loop the loop. <laughs> um, so in these streets, I found several <laughs> tweets. The first tweet I want to highlight comes from at clean my underscore sprite, Terry from VCU, who says in 1991, Isaac Wright was wrongfully convicted of being a drug kingpin in New Jersey and got life in prison. During the appeal process, he educated himself on the law, was exonerated of all charges, went to law school, came back, and got the cops and judge locked up. Isaac motherfucking right. So that's just a little black excellence. Wow. For yeah. Wow, that sounds like a movie. Yeah, and in, a, in Petty Note, he looks like Papoose. So if they do a movie, Papoose can do it. Look at this picture. Don't he look like Papoose? No, Papoose could play like him. Papoose. Shout out to Isaac motherfucking right. Papoose is Isaac right. Papoose is Isaac right. I also want to give a shout out to Vibe. Like I want to give a shout out to. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to. You know, Papoose for Isaac right. Papoose is Isaac right. I want to give a shout out to you know Terrence Howard going to try to play Pat Poofa is right I want to give a shout out just, wait 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 please wait you just make up because he looks like Pat Poos that looks like Pat Poos look but you know it's the put a wig on Pat Poos put the wig on Pat Poos and he can do it nigga ain't that Pat Poos see my nigga Chris held it down our engineer he looks like Pat Poos man Pat Poos could do that look how he's looking at you that's Papoose. You know who he looks... No, you know what I'm not going to say. <laughs> I do know who he looks no, like. Papoose. Like friend. <laughs> who does he look like, friend? <laughs> yeah, say it, friend. Come on. That's just Let me see. Who he look like? <laughs> Brooke Bailey. Brooke Bailey. Give me Brooke Bailey. Go oh on. Let's go and touch. Brooke Bailey. You see Brooke Bailey? No. I see Brooke Bailey. Isaac Wright, y'all. Look it up. Isaac Wright. Brooke Bailey. Okay. What I want to give a quick I shout out. I can't even breathe today. <laughs> Asante, I got him. He's down. He's down. I want to give a quick shout out to Vibe Magazine who tweeted, Montel Jordan shares the story of how he transitioned from an R&B singer to a pastor, to which I thought the appropriate reply, the only appropriate reply would be, this is how he did it. (laughs) All right. Okay. Uh, I want to give a shout out. He looks great. He does. He uh, listen. That you know that pastor money is he good. Looks great. That Gotta pastor money that. is good and steady. Because you know when you see a lot of artists from back in the day, they don't. They, they well, don't, you know he covered. They look like Thomas Ben Harvey. He's looks covered. Great. <laughs> <laughs> He's covered in the bar. There's a bomb in Gilead, <laughs> and apparently. It's a lip balm in Gilead. It's a, a hair balm. You know, he's just covered. Okay. I want to, I love it too, because sometimes I forget about certain jokes that I've cracked. And so you guys can resurrect the joke. And a couple years ago, I said that Ida B. Wells looked like Bruno Mars. Oh. And I had completely, you all remember that? I said I it on the show. I see that tweet come up now every day. I had forgotten. And I should have known because shout out to Mark at I Think Mark. Shout out to Mark. He changed his name to Ida Ben Wells. Like, you know, bitch, I've been. On Ida Benwells. That's his like as Ida B. Wells. So he changed his name to Ida Ben Wells. Fran took me down. You hear me? And that and then the so that came up. So Mark shout out to everybody. King. I love you, Mark. Mark is amazing. Um <laughs> side note, I watched the uh Tomb Raider when I was on the flight, and I could not help but during some of those scenes I'll go, That's right, Laura. Laura Bencroft when she was doing yes. things right. I could not help but do it. 
I want to give a shout out to uh, Charlton at which is just like it sounds C H A R L E T O N who tweeted watch Pose FX with a picture of Dominique T A R Jackson and um, Christopher Milani who played well who play a, an ex couple on the show of Pose and it was accompanied by this audio. In the criminal justice system, <laughs> sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. In New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the House of Abundance. These are mother's stories. Oh my God. Why does it sound like Electra and Maya Angelou? At the same time. Because it was such a wise decision on behalf of the content creator. And it's so fucked up because every time I see his ass, that's exactly what I think about. I think about him on Law and Order, and then I'm like, so is this what happened? He got the promotion, and now he's doing all this extra miscellaneous stuff. Because he also was gay on Oz, too. Oh, oh, yeah, so, he did, you know, like, a little HBO, dick every now and then. He always had a little something extra going on. Ooh, he took like, it back. I'm just saying. Ooh, I, you know, Remember I out of BC the, with his little Oh, my hat God, the little... That never fell off. I never. His, <laughs> anyway. his black ass. I mean, just the blackest. The yeah. Africanist. So, yeah, these are the tweets that we want to highlight this week. Um, yeah, and I really think it's great. And uh, I have one more <laughs> that I would like to highlight. Highlight. This tweet is uh, from dictionary.com. Oh, they've been. I mean, who on. is tweeting? I, I never would have thought. I would love to work for dictionary.com, just putting it out there because I love what they're doing over there. I'm amazed. <laughs> amazed. So, NBC News tweets breaking Papa John's announces the resignation of John H. Shatner uh, as chairman of the board following admission to racial remark. Dictionary.com quoted that tweet and replied, racial is an adjective meaning of or relating to the social construct of race. Racist is an adjective (laughs) describing a belief that one's own racial group is superior or that a particular racial group is inferior to the others. Use of the N-word is the latter. So just imagine being checked on what words you use by Dictionary.com. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I believe that there are some things that, like they say, you know, your arm's just too short to box with God, and this battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. This actually falls under both categories, because you really can't argue about what you said with the people who tell you what you said meant. (laughs) Literally, Dictionary.com. Can you imagine being clocked by dictionary.com. So, they even clocked that Forbes. Was it Forbes with Kylie Jenner that everybody oh, was fighting about? Did, did you see them define self made? Yes, <laughs> I like, can't. Yeah, so shout out to dictionary.com and you know, killing you hoes. <laughs> I just would like to say that. Thank you guys for visiting in these streets. So, this week's episode is a wild card wow, episode. Wow, wow, wow. Since last week we were talking about Essence Festival and we talk about travel. And this week, we've seen this Cardi B meme go up and blow up because uh, Cardi is just an amazing spirit who just is full of surprises, whether they be her new baby culture, who we want to welcome into the world. Um, Just want to take a moment to do that. It didn't happen. Um, And also... This picture of her has been going around where she <laughs> that just... That picture takes me down. I, I mean, it's instant classic. I actually feel like I'm going to see that picture on T-shirts in the hood. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm going to have one. But um, that took me back to my childhood. And it was also making me think about travel. And I also was thinking about us traveling as kids and talking about that. And if we had the experience to do so and how we felt about doing that. 
And uh, for me personally, I didn't travel a lot as a child, but we did do like a, or we traveled, but we did a lot of road trips. And so I was thinking about like a lot of like those moments and how fuzzy they made me and how cool they were and how fun some were. So I thought we should just have an episode talking about that. I want to hear about your road trips because I always used to fantasize about that when I would watch shows like. Um, Wonder Years mm, Oh my god! You gosh. know like Family oriented shows Where they would have Like the big Was it like a Station Cadillac? wagon Yeah the yeah. station wagon And well, the, you know, where the roof Of the car was like Puffy and coming yes, down Yes <laughs> I yes. always picture that I loved I think you know <laughs> what And you can It smells like gasoline A little bit And then they put That big ass <laughs> Camper thing on the roof That they put all the Luggage yes. in <laughs> We, we used to laugh at kids in station I wish wagons. I had one. <laughs> I always wish we did the camper, like the RV oh, or something like that. That would have been so cool. Like, a camper would have been shit. The shit, yeah. Like, I always looked at that shit and thought, like, okay, if we ever have to do this, like, this is going to be awesome. And then I remember, like, actually touring one, like, as I got older and being like, oh, that probably would have been some bullshit. But well, it's nice, like, an RV. Yeah, you know, when whenever young. people, like, hit the number, usually, like, they get an RV, <laughs> you yes. know, sometimes a boat. You yeah, know, so just they can take all that time off to yeah. really go appreciate and enjoy things. Things. And so RVs that is something nice. that is something that we did do when we were on the road. Like I remember we did like little car trips. So like my mom and sister used to drive, and I got to a certain age where I had to drive to it for some of them. Oh, where would but, y'all drive to? Um, one time we drove to Mississippi because uh, we had family out there, mm. and another time I think we drove up. Oh no, we drove down. Like I rode down with them from New York, which was a long ass drive. And now like, was this like remember that scene in Crooklyn where she <laughs> goes down to see her? <laughs> okay. And she has the braids and her aunt takes the braids out. So, first of all, <laughs> when you say Crooklyn, I instantly think of that the scene that, with her in the hallway. Oh, no. oh, man. That's the first thing I think about. The scene with the dog. Oh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> the oh, my the way God. it pops out. Why Crooklyn ain't came to Broadway? Spike Lee, holler at me. Let's bring Crooklyn to, Crooklyn to Broadway. Oh, I could totally that see would that. Be, yeah. That would be really cute. I want to be in it, too. Dustin, tell Jade. Yup, Jade, get on it. Right? Holla at a player. <laughs> when you see me in these Broadway streets. <laughs> um, yeah. Talk to us about going to the South. Oh, uh, man, we just would drive through all these different places. And I remember looking at, like, the scenery change because you would go through, like, backwoods of Atlanta. Backwoods? Is- Y'all was smoking in the car? <laughs> no. Now, that's a road trip, okay? I was going on these trips with my mother and my sister. Smoking backwards with your mama. Oh, glory, <laughs> you glory, know what? glory. We I, adore this. I teeter with things like that. When I see, like, little hood situations where people, are, like, are cool enough to do shit like with, the, with their parents, I wonder, like, would I appreciate a relationship like that? Or should I just, like, be happy that we just not doing that? I turn into such a little kid still because I have a couple friends that smoke weed with their parents. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm in my mid 30s like we're not kids anymore so right. that shouldn't be weird but I still feel like right? I just, yeah. you know what I mean like I'll be like oh my god you gonna smoke with your mama <laughs> like, like I don't be cussing around my mom and them you know what I mean oh, I, 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 definitely I, I say excuse me if mom. I do because sometimes right. I have I slip like up you and check excuse it. me like I always be like oh, damn I can't but my I mom was that. never proper like that she used to curse the shit out of me when I was little and I would be the one to be like you need to stop cursing because I'm gonna go to school and say the same thing <laughs> see <laughs> I think the thing is, when I was younger, my Mama D, I like that she didn't curse a lot because when she cursed, she meant it. So yeah. you knew. Oh, listen. So that's yes. why, like, now she don't even curse at all. And so when I, I curse around her, I'll be oh, sorry, because I know she don't curse, like, at all. And there's no reason for her to. Like, she's never been in a situation, or maybe she has, but she just don't really be in a lot of situations where she needs to. And I just kind of took that with me sometimes. <laughs> 
Well, I love cussing. Because I was about to say, because sometimes I drop one or two F-bombs, and then it's a bitch here, a bitch there, and then it's over and done, and the niggas is out, and I can't stop cursing. Speaking of travel, I got caught traveling and cussing. It's so weird y'all talking about this. Because we were on a family vacation in Mexico. I think I was like 17, and my father caught me cussing my cousin the fuck out. When I say out. <laughs> Out to like came in the room and I'm in that bitch like going in like the fuck you there. <laughs> He's like, man, what are you talking about? Come on here. And you know how your daddy's <laughs> voice get kind of high pitched. So we went out in the living room and shit. It was all mad, awkward, and embarrassing and shit. But like they known forever that like we cuss. We used to get caught cussing as kids in the house, like Not all of that shit. We did cussing each other out. And then what they don't know is one time it was this boy down the street. I may have told this story here before, but it was a guy down the street um, from my parents' house when I was growing up as a little kid, and I cussed him. He was like my brother and sister's age, so he was like older than me. And I can't remember what happened, but I cussed his ass out like bad, right? To the point where I thought they was going to come down there and tell my parents. <laughs> so my brother and sister, had, they they knew him. And so they had went down there and like smoothed it over or whatever. <laughs> but it. yeah, cussing is amazing. <laughs> Not amazing. Yo, it is. Cheryl Underwood said cussing get a lot done for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just a side side uh -huh. When I was younger, I'll never forget. I was probably like 11, 12 years old. I cursed out the ice cream man. Mm. And like when I see I cursed him out. Out. I said, I'll never forget. I said something like, nigga, give me my motherfucking change. No, yes. uh, you know, yes. I cursed him out. And Bro, I forgot. Why would you do that? Because, of, because he gave me some ice cream and he dropped it and it was the last one. He was like, oh, I ain't even got no more of that one, man. And so I was like, oh, all right, I'm going to order something else. And then he got, he got mad because he didn't want to serve me. And I remember being pissed about that shit and I cursed him out. But I remember going home later and I accidentally cursed in front of my mom and her friends and she like she was like laughing she was like who are you cursing at like where'd you learn how to curse let me hear you say that again <laughs> and then she's like I better not hear you say that again and I was like alright I'm not I won't but I had to curse the ice cream man now that was a pivotal moment in my life I told you about that video that's going viral with the, with the have y'all seen it it's a little boy in the back seat the mom is driving and his sister is in the passenger seat recording him but he doesn't know he's being recorded and then he's pops, the mom is like, I told you to sit back, you know, sit your little ass back or something like that. And then he goes, well, it's your fault because you driving all motherfucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like yes. five years old. <laughs> and I'm Went like, off. and he sounds like he stays cursing. Like that, yes. is, it came out so naturally. I'm like, this is a little ass kid. Could you imagine your five-year-old? That's why sometimes you look at them kids like, oh, they've been here before. Grown. That's where I would draw the line as a parent, though. Oh, no, oh, you're yeah, not going to no, be talking yeah, like that. You ain't going to be cussing yeah. at me, There's no period. way that's going to be our interaction. <laughs> they ain't be cussing around me, but I don't cuss around my parents like that because... I just I don't know it's like a respect thing for me and I don't like I'm the most respectful friend of people's parents like period everybody knows that yeah you know everybody knows <laughs> I go around your mama like it's fine you know what I'm right. saying but Meanwhile, I love my mom to cuss listens to the show I know and I love talk. your mom so much <laughs> and I'm so sorry Mine for everything too, that I've so. said before and after and I, I actually apologize to, to your mother in person look you know <laughs> so. me and her had to have, have the conversation like girl you know Ooh. the show ain't for you to listen to but right? if you listen you're gonna catch some things right, I kind of so. feel like it's a buy in there you know what I mean so yeah but I love traveling as a kid it was one of the greatest things that um, I appreciated because I too <laughs> Rachel Doe's all posture I too used to do road trips as a child with my family yes. my dad um, so is from Arkansas and so like from we would Arkansas? Go, mm -hmm. 
And so we would go down. We would drive from Michigan to um, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and to Ryzen, Arkansas, as a kid. Oh. It's like 14-hour road trips. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Oh. Yep. And like, you remember how long them car rides used to be? 14 hours, one oh. way. Yeah, it would be 14 hours each way. And you would drive through, like, Illinois, um, parts of Missouri. You would drive through all these Midwestern states and see landmarks <sighs> along the way. These huge fireworks shops. Um, that was one of the most exciting parts. Oh, and then yes. I was so stupid as a kid. I used to be like, I want to touch the ground when we get in every state. <laughs> so when we would step oh, out for so gas, cute. I would always I would get totally out and touch the ground. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And like then there's all these landmarks like out on the interstate. In the, in the United States, you might see like a big ass, like, you know, 75 foot tall cowboy boot on the side of the uh -huh. road or, you know, shit like that, that yep. people stop and take pictures in front of. Um, road trips them, are hell though even in them little nasty ass like uh, bathrooms or like visit, they'd have a visitor center or some shit where yeah. they show you like random ass information about the place <laughs> you talking about rest stops when you <laughs> said them nasty ass bathrooms yes the rest stops cause sometimes you would have to stop and you wanna see what's in the vending machine but then you don't really wanna touch anything there Those, I'm yeah. loving this I really wish we could've done road trips but uh, what was it like visiting Mississippi like Connecting with your, and especially Arkansas, like connecting with your cousins, where it's like two totally different worlds. Lit because it was like an automatic friend, so it's kind of trustworthy. Oh. And so they would also be the plug into like the bad stuff. So it was like <laughs> an immediate, you know, yeah, just connect to being bad. So like y'all would play nice around, you know, the family and stuff. And then when it was time to cuss or when it was time to like, you know, slap butts on somebody or whatever the <laughs> fuck you know butts. go meet the other teens you know they would kind of be that segue and then you were the cousin from out of town so you would see certain differences between the two of you guys it's oh, just man. cool like it's cool that was the coolest part I like seeing that in Mississippi too like seeing how different we were cause I in remember in the state of Mississippi I remember on life <laughs> ain't interested the state of Mississippi ain't interested in what you got to say and you go know ahead. what <laughs> <laughs> Our engineer is cracking up. <laughs> lie, lie. Why yeah. do you see and JoJo keep coming back? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember. I remember meeting my cousins for the first time out there and being like, "Oh damn, y'all, we got people everywhere, shit." And them kind of looking at me like, "Oh damn, you from the city and shit?" Because it was so much like land and it was different like patches of land, which was so interesting to me because you know it was like Mississippi. Like I don't want to say what part of Mississippi or nothing close, but we were like close to like parts of Louisiana for some of it. So then there's like these big patches of land that are like green, and then some of them are red, and it was dope to see like all the animals. Oh, that all red out. dirt down south. Yes. Did you eat it? Oh, no. You know people. Eat that red dirt. People do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yes. And you know, Georgia's known <laughs> in certain parts for having the red clay, the Georgia red clay. I mean, I love it. It's beautiful. I've seen oh, it, but I yes. never thought to eat it. Oh, well, I have never eaten it, but I've seen people eat it. Like, it's really, really soft. And like, when it gets to a certain consistency, it's beautiful. It was like finer. Yeah. <sighs> Damn, that clay. You took me out to a different place with that. But yeah, Mississippi was lit. I just really like seeing family and people that I know are, are connected to in different places. I love the food, the music, like all well, those Well, the food was, you know, first of all, I'm a Southern fat ass, so I love everything <laughs> like smoked, fried, anything like that. So for them to have like the smoked food and then it was family food. So, you know, they were like the niggas from there that cooked it. 
It was great. Pig, I told y'all Pig's Feet used to be I my jam do when I was little. I'm not a Chitlins mm-hmm. person. No, Chitlins are never like, I don't like how it smells, but Pig's Feet. hello. What did it smell like, friend? I couldn't even tell Boiling you. Boiling shit. Exactly what it is. <laughs> anything, anything you got to literally exactly put in bleach is. water to get the literal shit out of before you can eat it. I'm sorry. I'm simply not interested. I don't give a fuck what kind of cultural delicacy. It never is. appealed to me. We used to walk around as kids, and then after we got older, some of my little cousins would walk around with pinching their nose while like <laughs> my mother and my grandmother yeah they would walk around the house like the little kids now they would walk around pinching their nose and complaining so this is a movie I've guys. never eaten chillins and then the one time I actually tried to eat one like let me just see what the fuss is about it didn't taste like shit you gotta drown it in hot sauce and you know make sure you put a, a couple onions in the pot I no thank you chillins stink and they're pointless and I'm so glad I finally have a platform to say that on and, and for it to be heard and most importantly understood. There's no reason to eat sh- shitterlings. Shitterlings. I'm going to have to agree with everything they just said about that. <laughs> so, you know what's so funny? Like, obviously, I'm in the slave trade is not funny. I should take that back. What's so interesting, right? The timing of that wasn't good. Um, it happens. It happens. Right? You you ended up in Mississippi, right? Your mm-hmm. family, Dustin's in Arkansas, and my family was taken uh, to the Caribbean. So we have such different experiences, but it's all like the diaspora, which is so interesting. And then how you end up in Detroit once it was abolished. You know, you ended up, your family ends up in Atlanta and mm-hmm. mine in New York. And that's so interesting. It is nuts. It's yes. bonkers. So my childhood, my summers, my mom would, we would go to either DR or Puerto Rico um, unfortunately, I didn't get to experience Haiti because my family, we just didn't travel there. Like, my grandfather wasn't open about being from Haiti, so it wasn't mm-hmm. something I had to experience until I got older. Mm. But imagine being from New York and going to DR when you're little. That was a mind fuck. Especially wow. because kids in DR assume that you're from New York, you're rich. Right. And I'm coming from the projects. You know what I mean? Poor shit. So you have to bring clothes. Like, there's no question you cannot go to the islands and not come with a suitcase of clothes. But the funny thing is we didn't have a lot of stuff. So we would, like, you know, go to Rainbow or, yeah, I remember Fowads or Alexander's. I don't know if y'all had. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. those stores, we go there thinking that, you know, we're on the humble, (laughs) bringing what we can just to not come empty-handed. And the kids would be like... We want Jordans. Like, this is whack. (laughs) You know what I mean? They wanted, we'd be bringing radios from like Radio Shack or whatever we could find. And they wanted like CD players. You know, like Bose, let's say, whatever was the equivalent of Bose Mm -hmm. at that time. So that was always interesting, just how you're perceived from like by being from the States and especially by being from New York. But it was amazing because I got to like climb trees, you know. Knocking down mangoes and coconuts to have for breakfast. Uh, when the thing is, they didn't have a fridge in my mom's house, so whatever was going to be cooked that day, we had to like go get it and figure it out day by day, day by day. Which was good for me as a kid because it made me appreciate things like running water, mm. you know, and wow, electricity friend. and things like a stove that we take for granted. Where, you know, we don't have to figure out fire. We don't have to get food for the day because we have fridges and we go and get groceries, you know. So it was really good for me, even though, I mean, I'm from the projects. I'm already, 
how much more humble <laughs> can you live? But that really showed me, like, just when you think you got a bad bro, you know, like, shit was real. So growing up in Atlanta, like, it being, like, a, a city— and then to see out in Mississippi how, like, everything is spread out was so, oh, like, yeah. so, like, odd to me. I was like, damn, like, we still, like, ain't there yet. And so, like, to be driving, like, like almost like an hour and two hours down back roads to, like, get to, like, a corner of a house. But all you're passing by is all this land, not even, like, businesses because all the businesses are off to, like, parts of the highway or some shit was so, like, crazy to me. Because like everywhere acres, in Atlanta, just open yeah, everywhere in Atlanta, there's a highway, there's a gas station, there's a McDonald's or something. Like there's something to eat, something to do, some something. Mississippi, there ain't shit. Like it's literally, you go home, you can entertain yourself. You know, there's a TV. You know, maybe they could do some shit out in their backyard. But once it get dark out, what are you doing? You got to be in the house. It was good to like have that food because they were cooking outside and everything. But they don't have like all the resources to necessarily go out to eat on a regular basis if they even wanted to. And there's in the job habit where there's always that grass is greener thing where like obviously in the Caribbean I was like, Man, I would way rather live mm-hmm. out here than in Harlem, you know what I mean? Like going back to Pissy Project elevated with chicken bones on the fucking floor, I would rather be able to cut down coconuts. And even though like I had to put a bucket of water in my head and walk down long-ass roads for, like, a mile just to get a bucket of water. Could you imagine, like, your water for the day? You had to go walk a mile and get that shit yourself. That's real as Like, fuck. so real. But I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. If we wanted milk, you better go milk that cow. <laughs> if you, you know what I mean? Like, I told y'all that I befriended. I mentioned the story before that I had befriended a little goat. A little chivo, that's what they call it. And it was so cute. You know, goats are, like, really cute, especially when they're, like, little. And I befriended it, and I gave it a name, was chilling with it for the whole time on my trip. And then when we left, we had, like, a whole goat meal. <laughs> and it was the... Oh I was... When I tell you I was crushed, oh my God. And, my, and my mom was... Because oh my, my mom's really silly. Like, she finds everything funny. And she... When I tell you she laughed for, like, three days straight... <laughs> Because in that moment, I, it connected. Like, I was like, he ain't in the backyard no more. <laughs> and this is our farewell dinner that's so fucked up. <laughs> Poor guy. He, he was a good goat. Poor thing. You know, but I, despite that. If, if you think about it, it really is kind of like the ultimate goodbye, though. It's like it's the ultimate parting gift. No, it's not. That's terrible. I it's mean, like the ultimate live, souvenir. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Eating your friend. He's going, he's going with you. Yeah. <laughs> may, may he be with you. A piece of him will always be with you. You can look at it like that. <laughs> he went from the backyard to your backyard. <laughs> Depending on if it was fried or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I did you did your cousins ever like fantasize cannot, about cannot. your life in Detroit or your life in Atlanta almost kind of like y'all wanted each other's lives and there was a part of me that's like I know y'all want to come to the states I know y'all think New York is amazing but y'all have no fucking idea but also I'm not in their experience so I can't 
you know, I can't tell them what's better or not. Right. But you can them, damn sure tell them about yours. So, yeah, yeah but you to are, other people shit. that might be amazing. Like, I've had cousins that did come back to New York and they're like, fuck this. Like, yeah. 10 years maybe of working and then they go back. Like, yeah. they're not, they can't, they can't live here. It's just too much. And then I have other cousins that love it and don't ever go back, don't want to go back. You know, so it's going to be different for different people. But the job experience, that kind of grass is greener thing. When I saw how it spread out everything was, I kind of was like, oh, shit. Like, y'all are disconnected as hell. But then I was like, oh, shit. Y'all, like, and this, I was younger. I remember thinking, like, how cool that was. Like, I remember thinking, like, you literally have to do everything yourself at your house so you can do whatever the fuck you want. If y'all decide that y'all want to go outside and ride tractors all day and and blow shit up. And then, (laughs) now that we're older and technology has moved so much, like, I could just go out in the back, blast my music, and then do it, like, shoot guns in the back or whatever the fuck. Like, all that space and all that room to do whatever you want run, on a regular just basis. Run down the field. Hell yes. And I know that they were probably looking at us like, y'all probably got a stressful life in the city. Like they were looking at us like, I, I can't believe that y'all would come out here, you know, take time out your schedule because I know that it's probably going to be a lot on y'all or hard on y'all because out there they good. Not, yeah. not that they're like great, but you know, they have, they're good. Like they have their house. They have all their stuff that they want to eat, and they can just go get it, and they can just make it all themselves and be good for weeks at a time if they're not raising animals in the back. Because I remember my mom telling me she was raised on the farm, and how she used to always have to pluck the chickens and cut their head off and drain the blood and all that. And I was like, oh, girl, I'm so glad we don't have to do Savage. that. Savage. <laughs> so glad we didn't have to do that. Savage Fenty, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what about in Arkansas? I've never been to Arkansas. Well, for us, like, Arkansas was one thing, but, like, growing up in Flint, Remember, I grew up in Flint, right? Mm -hmm. So for us, when we would travel on vacations and go to, like, bigger cities, that's when I would get, like, the envy and the grass would be, I mean, emerald green, okay, on the other side. Because I used to be so attracted to, like, big city life. Flint isn't, like, city-like? It's definitely city-like, for for sure, but it's not a big, thriving city. You know what I mean? It's not New York. Atlanta, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, a larger city like that. So when when we would travel, rather... Um, to larger cities, I would get really excited um, and always feel like it was just something else going on or something like possible, like possibilities. I began to understand like what possibility meant. Then when we would travel like down south or to smaller towns like that, I always felt like everything was like it felt like a movie. Like I felt like the connections were more emotional and passionate. <laughs> I felt like like if you met a little girl or whatever you oh, like, God. you know, y'all was like in love. Yo, like you focus on like the emotion. About like, that. Ooh. The summers when you were little and felt in love, like in love. In love. <laughs> One time we went and spent two weeks in Atlanta with my cousins and um, they lived in an apartment complex and there was this girl named Sasha that was like their neighbor mm-hmm. and she drove a black two-door like Honda with tinted windows and she was so fine. She had short wavy hair, <laughs> which was probably the beginning of the end for me, but like she had short <laughs> wavy hair and she just was, she looked like, imagine like a young Nicole Murphy Mm, like okay. young though, like 19, 20, 21, right? right? Cause we was, we was like 12 and she was like older than us, but like young and still sexy. And we were in love with her and she knew that we had a crush on her. 
and she kind of came over and said hi and stuff. And then like my last day before I went back to Michigan, she came and told me bye and stuff. <laughs> and I remember the video for so um, um Ghost Town DJs, my boo. Oh. They used to be on TV like oh, right around then. So... Yeah, she ain't well, knowing because it was from the other side of the patio door. <laughs> but that was our song. I really used to feel like she was going, like we was going to be together. Yo, my mom's oldest sister lives in Miami. Mm -hmm. So I got to spend a lot of my summers in Miami with her. And her neighbor, obviously this was at the time, not anymore. Her neighbor, when I was used to go, I had to be like 11, maybe. From 11 to 15, those were the summers where I was like really going to Miami. Um. He was so fine. His name was Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> he was Cuban. And all I remember is that he had like these piercing green eyes. You know those island boys that have like the brown skin, like from being in the sun? Mm, yes, you're pretty pandy grandma, but you're pretty <laughs> in the real life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a walking trophy, friend. Low-key, he looked like Rihanna. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> that brown, Damn. you know, that bronzy island skin, the piercing green eyes that sometimes turned hazel. But he had this, like, dirty blonde hair. He just looked... Take my money. You know, I was so I in love with him. <laughs> and damn. we were, like, best friends. I don't, th I don't remember, but I don't think I ever, like, told him I liked him. But we were just super close and would do everything, ride our bikes, go run, go for random walks. If my aunt needed something, I'd be the first one to volunteer just so that I could go next door and ask him if he wanted he to come perfect. with me. <laughs> it was amazing. And you know what's so wild? My aunt came to New York maybe last year. You know, our aunties and parents are like all about Facebook. I don't know about <laughs> y'all's, but my aunts are like Facebook addicts. So she was showing me her Facebook don't tell me you seen Jorge. Yes. Oh, I, my like, God. When I tell you, my heart, like, dropped. He's not on Facebook, though. It was just uh, a tagged picture uh -huh. of someone's wedding, and he Damn. was there. What did he heart. look like? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he wasn't Jorge. <laughs> This reminds me of Claude thinking Georgia Smith's name was Jorge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name's not Horace Smith. Um, yeah, Aww. he looked like Facebook, you know. A oh, memories, okay. Yo, so. misty watercolor. It's misty and watercolor <laughs> now, huh, friend? The way we were. But mm -hmm. it made my heart drop because I hadn't seen that face. The nostalgia alone. Just... You know what it is to see a face that you haven't seen since you were like fifteen, and yeah. you, it just all kind of like rushes back, and you're like, "Holy shit, we really had a moment, me and this dude, for like four or five years straight." That's so cool. I have no idea who he is now. <laughs> no idea anything about him. Right. No, things yeah. like that are just so special. You yeah. like we and my mom always brings it up. She'll be like, You and that boy, like <laughs> y'all were inseparable. Like it was just such a cute I love that. It's such a cute you're in love and you're like eleven. <laughs> Do you remember when we were at the convention center in New Orleans and I ran into somebody and I almost like broke down after <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I did actually break well, you down. You did break down, I did. actually. Um, so when I was younger, um, the young lady I ran into, she was the daughter of this director of the camp that I used to go to when I was younger. Shout out to Camp Best Friends in Chastain Park. Camp I Best Friends. To, <laughs> camp Best Friends. Cute. <laughs> Mama D used to put me at the summer camp, and I learned to swim at this camp. They used to take us to all the music events at what used to be the Lakewood Amphitheater, but now it's the High Five Buys, or they changed it to something else again. I don't fucking know. But I used to go to all these like little really cool events during the summer, and I 
I used to have to make friends every summer. And it was so funny because every summer you would kind of see, like, if your crush was coming back in the program. Oh, or, that's the best. And, and because it was people from different schools, it was like, you know, where your friends coming back because they're, where you're going to know somebody or where you're not going to know anybody. So it was so fun to go to, to camp every summer and see, like, who was changing the game up. And I'll never forget... I was liking I was liking girls at the time. Yeah. But <laughs> that the, second or third the summer, there was this young boy. His name was Trey. And Trey and changed Trey the game. And Trey changed the game. <laughs> like, he, like, he had the waves on swim. I remember he had, like, a really big head, but he had some really nice <laughs> waves and some really pretty hey! eyelashes. <laughs> and he had these really pretty eyelashes. And he was athletic as fuck. First of all, I was like an out of shape child, but I was sporty as fuck. Like I could swim. I learned how to swim at this program. I was good at dodgeball. So I remember you light on your feet. I was, I was yeah. good. I was good, and I'll never forget. I one can't. time, <laughs> one time I was the last person in, and Trey was the one trying to get me out. Mm. Y'all was playing hide and go get it. Just trying to tell the truth. Everybody used to do that shit. But nothing happened. Nah. It was just like good. It was just I had a crush on this boy. An I actually, flame. actually, you know what's funny was because I used to only see him at the summer program, but I saw him. I want to say because this was I want to say uh, middle high school, elementary going into middle school. But I remember one of the different middle schools that I went to. He ended up going to. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the boy that I used to have the crush on. And we became friends because he remembered going to camp with me. Oh, cute. And then it didn't kind of like, it kind of felt romantic. But then he had got like a girlfriend. And so then it was like that weird friendship. So whole other gay novel that we don't got to get into. (laughs) My heart's fluttering. What about you? What are your little love stories? So one time, (laughs) I don't know if I should say this person's name, so I won't. But one time... My my sister had a friend who used to be a model, right? Mm-hmm. And so she had a little sister, and we would be around each other a lot, and we liked each other, you know, quote, unquote. And so we went on a bus trip actually here to New York City at the time from Michigan. And when we were on the bus trip, like, we were, you know, we was in love, you know what I mean? And so that was like my little girlfriend or whatever. And so while we were on this bus trip, I may have told this story before, but if I did, then you, this is just a refresher course. Bonus. <laughs> but while we were on that bus trip, I got into a fist fight in the pool with this little boy. It was a little Mexican boy or whatever. No, and not a Mexican boy. He was. And I remember he was getting smart with me and like challenging me in the pool and I fucked him up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at, that, at that time, y'all, let's call it a thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is like age nine, ten-ish. <laughs> And I remember, God rest his soul, my cousin's dad. Was oh, like, God, um, I thought you were saying the Mexican kid. I was like, Dustin. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's thought, like, an hour. You thought I had caught a body. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, you thought I had caught a body in the water Early. that day. Okay. I was like, 10. <laughs> okay. The real behind behavior and shit, but no. Nah. So. I remember my cousin's dad was proud of me for winning the fight. Oh, of course. <laughs> because, and when we came back. Oh, man, is so yep, shout out, I love you, Trees. Shout out to my cousin, Trees' dad. God rest his soul. But Big Frank came home. He was like, Dusty, Dusty. Well, my family calls me Dusty, right? <laughs> so my, Big Frank was like, Dusty, Dusty was handling that boy in that and now that I think about it, it was funny because oh, I know what it, it was from an adult perspective. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, and so I wrote the ride home was all that because I had gotten that fight and won, you know what I'm saying? So she felt like her nigga was a thug, like the champ, so it went down. 
Yeah. Oh my God! You just took me back because I remember when I was fighting and uh, Mr. James, <laughs> the uh, dude's daughter, Mr. James, he was in his office yelling at me because I got into a fight and it wasn't even my fault and I won. And I remember Mr. James leaving the office. He was talking about how mad he was. And he like slammed paper and left. But one of the younger like uh, counselor mm-hmm. aides or whatever, somebody cool, he came in the room chewing his gum. He was like. Uh-huh. You handled them niggas. Hell <laughs> <laughs> no. And I remember sitting there. How a counselor going to say that to my kid? Shit, I'm glad he did yeah. say that to me because I remember sitting there mad as hell because all them little boys was mad as hell and they had they, they had knots on their head because they was light-skinned and shit. And it's not my fault that I'm defending myself and it just so happens that they getting their asses beat. But it, Mr. James was so pissed. He was like, you're taking it too far. You're going to knock their heads together and then they bleed. And I'm like, I, I don't know. They coming at me. Like... But then that it came in there, he boosted my confidence. That was great. But speaking of fighting, and this will be the last Ooh. story because we got to move on. Ooh. In DR, I told y'all when, so I told, I was like I was saying earlier, we had to bring clothes. So, did I have a cousin that liked you? And like, kind of like mentally didn't understand that even though this was their first time meeting you, you're still family and you can't have a crush. You never had that? Hell no. I would have beat my cousin ass. <laughs> they did some nasty ass shit like that to me. Fuck you, man. We cousins. We it was their first fucking. time meeting me. So a lot of them was like, well, what? Friend, you are fine. No, but come on. <laughs> I was like 11. Ain't nobody fine. <laughs> All right. I mean, what to, how old were they? <laughs> shit, they was about 12. You know what I'm saying? Y'all might have been eye to eye. <laughs> No, I looked like Frida Kahlo. I had like the unibrow. So iconic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but one of my cousins, he was trying to get on. And I was like, no, like, right. this is crazy. We don't, you know, I don't get down like that. No so, so he told, so he told my mom that the clothes that I had given him, that I had taken it back, like to kind of blackmail me and get me in trouble that was his way of being like, fuck you, bitch. You know, I'm going to get you in trouble with your mom. So my mom, believing him over me, smacked. When I tell you she smacked the, my Ooh. soul out. In front of him? In front of everybody. It was all of us. Uh. We were outside. It was a group of kids. She, you know how if your parent yeah. hits you, your summer's ruined. Like, yeah, that's, ain't no I, com- yeah. You just got to go right. inside for the rest of the summer. <laughs> smacked the living life out of me. And then afterwards, he busted my face with a brick. What? Yep. Busting me right in the nose to add on to it. And then when I went back to show my mom, she, when I, that was the last time my mom hit me ever in life because she felt, she was like, why did I listen to him over you? Never touched me again. Did she slap him back with a brick? No, she didn't. I know she should have, (laughs) but, but he got his ass beat by my uncle. Good. You know, my uncle was like, I got this. But can you believe that? Yeah. Y'all, um, y'all never experienced that? Baby, my mama, so you know, well, I grew up in organized like, religion. Oh, that part. I yeah. thought I saw getting hit in front of everybody. Oh, no, I mean that, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, please. <laughs> but hell no, ain't none of my, we ain't never, and I know that that happens, though. I'm yeah, not saying it's uncommon. like misunderstand and kind of blur lines. I well, remember meeting one of my cousins and them being gay, so then they was kind of looking at me, oh, and I'm kind of being like, nah. <laughs> oh. Just because we both gay don't mean we no, need to be friends. No, you're trying to incite violence. Like, that's like an instant thing sometimes because they kind of like, Wait, oh, but they family, were looking for family. an ally or a date? Well, I don't really know. It was kind of like, oh, you it, know what that look was like. Did you feel that? Did you well, feel look, some freaky, nasty <laughs> shit in the in the pupil? You know, when you meet new, well, when I've met new family, it's, in certain situations, it kind of almost feels like, a, a, where this nigga been at? Like, you know, who is this nigga? Like, it's kind of like weird a, a little yeah, bit because y'all are straight so up strangers. I remember like being introduced to this cousin and. 
feeling like, oh, this must be the gay one because he was just kind of like looking like, you know, I hate to say this, but I'm gay, so I can say this. He was doing like this gay glare. Like, <laughs> what is eyebrows up. Glare? Right, just the gay glare. Like, he just couldn't help but kind of like size me up and making eye contact. And I'm just kind of like, okay, you know. sis, I see what time it is, but you can just stay there. Like, and I remember talking to him later, and he absolutely was the gay cousin. And we were cool, and yes. The gay cousin. The grandmama I- was the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do know I used to kick it with this girl (laughs) and she told me that her cousins used to fuck around at like family reunions and stuff. Like third cousins. No, not first. I think but like second and third. Like her and her cousins used to get it in. Never. And she grew up. And I have beautiful cousins. Yeah, me too. Like like, beautiful people but nothing in my brain has ever. I told you I'm my brother but this is what happens when your dad has hella fucking kids. When my grandfather died um, they managed to get in contact with a few of my siblings from my dad's side, which I don't know them. I mean, I know of them, but I don't know them. Right. So we pull up to the funeral and there's this really handsome dude um, with curly hair, brown skin. And he kind of sized me up. And then he goes and tells my aunt, like, who is that fine ass, you know, bitch, whatever. And my aunt was like, this is your sister, you nasty ass. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. And it, it, he was my brother, but he was looking at me like, what's up? And then when she told him that, to this day, we have that weird, like, ah, like, yeah. <laughs> don't even look See, in my direction. that's my worst fear. It's scary. <laughs> oh. I didn't know he was my brother. He didn't know I was his sister. Who Like, if my aunt hadn't, I mean, I wasn't interested, but if my aunt hadn't said something, imagine if he would have hollered. Like, we would be weird around each other. Your aunt was like, hold up. <laughs> let me let you know something real Ooh. quick, playboy. You know, so funny, but. I know that happens, though. And it just it never happened with none of me and my cousins, at least that, well, none of, <laughs> it never happened with none of me and my cousins, like, you know, and none of my siblings. I put it like He's that. Right, but I know that, clear. you know, cousins, yeah, you know, people do that nasty shit. I just <laughs> right. can never, like... You know, people young, so stuff happens, and it's, you know, murky, weird waters then, but no. Don't cousin fuck shame, you guys. I'm not, that's what I'm saying. You I know, when, am. You're, when you're younger, it's, it's <laughs> Your face. stuff, you know, everything's different. Exploration. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I don't even care either, I'm gonna say it, because I don't <laughs> care who hears it. Say it. My mama used to work with this lady who went with her cousin. Like, just... Let me tell you. I can remember being <laughs> a little kid. I can remember being a little oh, kid. Lannister action. Oh, God. I remember being a little kid and going to pick her up from work, like, with my dad or whatever. You know, dates. Like, she may not have driven or whatever. <laughs> and I remember laughing with my brother and my sisters about this lady who we knew went with, like, her second cousin. They were like in a relationship. And we, as kids, we had heard that some kind of way. So we knew about it. And from then on, it was, we always just were like weirded out and also laughing. Like (laughs) the whole time. I remember that. She was But y'all didn't hear that that report? I think it came out a couple months back. Or at least I saw it a couple months. (laughs) Desante is down. (laughs) This lady that went with her cousin. For real. She did. She worked with her. Right? We used to be like, oh my God, this bitch like literally go with her cousin. Can y'all believe that shit? Like No, but in the story I read, uh um, this girl was craving her biological parents. She was adopted. Hey, now, let's talk how we're going to plug my ears right now because this seems really nasty. It's, it's pretty no, bad. Hold on, hold on. And she looks for them 
Craving as in like wanting their love, not like that. Oh, yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> I mean, even though that's kind of where it's going. So she wants, you know, she's getting older and she's like, I want to know who they are. She starts putting the search in, um, finds them and her and the dad fall in love. That's 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 inhumane because they don't know each other. And he falls in love with her because to him, it's just like a beautiful young girl. And so he leaves his wife, her mother and marries her, and they have kids. The kids, are the kids disabled? I don't think so, if I remember correctly. That's and, so gross. Yo, it is the wild, I almost oh, thought it was like, I was like, I'm this can't be real. I'm feeling physical stress pains. Y'all gotta look it up. It is, even though who knows if you can look it up, because I'm sure that's a common story, who even knows. But I saw it circulating because um, it was in the news because he had killed her. Oh he killed the, the daughter? Yep. Well, then what? obviously that he was he, this mental illness. Yeah, he. I think he killed her because she was like trying to like dead it, you know, and was just like, I can't do this. Oh my god! Yo, wild. They need to do a movie about that. It was well, the wildest stuff. Oh my god, that's some shit. Look, some shit you just cannot do in life. You Listen, know what I'm saying? That like, was the wildest article no, thank I've you. read, and we've read a lot of crazy things. No, thank oh my god! Like, how do you? Oh man, hell no! Let's s for subject change. <laughs> okay, but this was cute. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the oh, stories. Oh my god! I oh, love that y'all grew up in Mississippi and Arkansas. Like, got to experience that. That is mm-hmm. so cool. You're like little country bumpkins. Country boys on the ride with them big boys. fat wheels. <laughs> Beep them vertical grip. This week's podcast is brought to you by Kapari and their game-changing new aluminum-free deodorant. Kapari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free deodorant, once again, that doesn't suck. Kapari, and that is not anyone's child's name. That's the name of the product. <laughs> Kopari's deodorant takes care of smell without plugging up your sweat glands and messing with your body's natural patterns and plugging up the nostrils of everybody around you because you got that funky metal smell. You ever smell somebody's <laughs> breath or their arms, underarms that smell like metal? What? You know what I'm talking about? No. It does like a, when somebody about metal? to be sick. It doesn't like leave right behind before somebody a sticky get a white cold, residue. Metal smell. Ooh. It doesn't leave behind a <laughs> sticky white residue, just the subtle scent of coconut milk. Most importantly, it works. It sure does. It fights odors with plant-based actives such as sage oil and coconut oil, and it's free of silicones, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, and baking soda. It's gotten a lot of love from editors at Cosmo and People, and there are thousands of five-star reviews on Kapari's website from people who are now coconut converts. Mm. Kapari offers a money-back guarantee, so there's no reason not to try. But hurry, they can barely keep it in stock. And this is true because I personally suggested this to three different people, um, all females, one of whom had an o, a B.O. issue and the other two were like around her. Mm-hmm. So I knew that they would do better if they all felt like they had gotten a gift as opposed to singling somebody Wait, out. Wait, you when really you gift, did this? Yeah, when you gift the deodorant. And so I let's just it. say there's been a change. They're getting along better. This has actually boosted office morale at this point for these people. So... Kapari works. Okay, let's just say it like that, you know. Well, say aloha to Kapari. That's it. Go to kapari.com slash friendzone to make the safe switch today and see how you can save $5 off your first order. That's K-O-P-A-R-I dot com slash friendzone, kapari.com slash friendzone. Get you some. Y'all ready to jump into this week's 
wellness segment. Yes, we are. So remember I told you guys about the corn bags? I don't know if y'all remember that. It was like, it's these bags. Popcorn? It's corn. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, yeah like, and you and these bags filled with corn. The reason they use and you corn. And on like muscles. Right. Yeah. The reason they use corn. And, and they actually have different options. You can get rice, different seeds, whatever you want. But I use the corn one because it just, um, the reason that they use corn is because it holds heat and the cold, whichever one you choose to use, it holds it really well for like hours. Now, so, friend, could I be black and go get ahead. a watermelon yeah. seed? Every time I heat up corn, <laughs> no, because I, I, I got popcorn. Okay, because I got one of these. I got one of them things with rice in it that I can put in the microwave, and right. it's all that Ooh. when you take it out. Right. But I don't know what's really gonna happen, friend. No, no, if no. If I put it that, the corn joint, could in you my, imagine you put it? It turns into a bag of popcorn. popcorn. Turn into a pillow. No, like I can't. Enjoy that. Okay. No, no, no. It's amazing. I actually use it for my menstrual cycle whenever I happen to get cramps. You know, the heating helps the blood flow so that it just kind of eases the pain a little bit. It's something that I use. Um, but when I I noticed something that I did intuitively, and then I was like, you know what? I have to tell our listeners about this. When you guys get anxiety or those weeks or days where you get like panicky, you know, though, that panicky feeling where, like, you yes. can't seem to relax because you are just thinking about way too many things at once, things that you don't have an immediate solution for. So it's it's just we literally wearing you down. So I intuitively put the—I heated the corn bag, and then I put it under my comforter for my feet. I have one that's, like, really big. When I'm restless and panicky, the— what I notice is that my feet get re- really restless. Do you guys have that? Especially when you're trying to sleep, like my feet will literally mm. kick around under the sheets for hours and drive me fucking insane. Like you're doing that shoot dance in the bed. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. So that's how my body responds and reacts to restlessness and panic. So I was like, I wonder if I put the heated bag under the comforter, under the sheets and put it towards my feet it gives my feet focus you know what I mean it gives us something to like push on almost so my feet kept pushing into the corn and it makes them like it's it's pressure in a way obviously it's not like heavy it doesn't it's not that heavy oh and it's warm and it's warm and then it's heavy on your feet so it almost like pushes your feet down in like a loving warm embrace it's not heavy like where it hurts but it just makes your feet kind of like stay still and I did that just to try it and literally it's been my go-to. And the thing about it is you don't even have to heat it up. You can, obviously, because it adds to the effect of the blood flow and calming your body down. But it's just it's having your feet focus on something and the corn inside, you can kind of push and make it mold, you know, like it shifts shape depending on where you push in the bag. It is so relaxing. And it helps me fall asleep. And now I cannot sleep without the corn bag at the foot of my bed. Yes, I even travel with it. Essential. I never thought I would want corns on my feet. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because I keep it under my, you know, bed. So the other day when my best friend came, she sat down <laughs> and she kind of looked at me like, what the fuck did I just <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, don't worry, girl. It's just a corn bag. She was like, I won't ask you why it's there. You know, you do you. I was like, it's anxiety. It has nothing to do with whatever you think I'm using a corn bag. <laughs> I bet you that sleep was glorious, though. I would have had to set like three alarms. Let me tell you. And I bought multiple corn bags. I, I have like <gasps> two or three. You can so You can be so a cocoon. <laughs> Oh. And you can just line the foot of your bed, yes. and it's just like all so these. You can kick all around. Yo, on. it's oh. really helpful because you know they have the blankets. They call it the weighted blankets mm-hmm. that are filled, mm-hmm. and they weigh on you. Which actually, if you're someone who suffers from chronic anxiety and and panic attacks, I would heavily suggest you get a weighted blanket. It's basically a comforter. Feels like a hug. It's yeah, so with good. small weights on in a it, and it just bed too. yeah, Oof. and it like the weight is really subtle, just like the corn bags. Nothing overwhelming where you're like gonna get a panic attack it's not gonna like exacerbate the attack it actually makes you feel really it's almost like being swaddled that's Mm -hmm. what I assume they're trying to mimic when babies are being swaddled you know they like uh, look, make them look like a little burrito (laughs) in the cloth it's that it's basically that you feel like you're in the womb you feel uh, enveloped in warmth and it's really nice it's something that I would suggest but they're also really expensive that's exactly how I describe Oh God, I don't. <laughs> you I don't. feel enveloped. It's really warm. It's really nice. Oh my God! And it's something that I would suggest. If you can't afford a weighted blanket, <laughs> I would suggest you try the corn back at your foot trick. They have different sizes. They have like you know different ones you can use. I'm telling you, for anxiety, that shit is a game changer to the point that I travel with it. And the other day, um, because I forgot to put it in my big... When we went to Essence Fest, actually, mm. I forgot to put it in my bigger bag. And I was walking out and and saw it in the bed. I was like, oh, I got to take this with me. So I just threw it in my check-in. And when it was going through the x-ray, the girl was like, so... <laughs> <laughs> She was like, what are you going to do with this bag of corn? I was like, no, it's not like I'm going to use it. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's actually She's for like, anxiety. did you check this? You, you know, she's looking at me like, from? why do you have a bag of corn? I'm actually Because of bitches like you <laughs> asking me too many motherfucking questions. <laughs> That's what I would have said. <laughs> but but I'm glad real... you made it through. Yeah. Right, right, right. She let me do it. So that was good. But weighted blanket. Or the corn bag, rice bag, whichever one you find that you like. Do your research. Um, where I bought both the weighted blanket and the corn bag on Etsy. You know Etsy has everything. Yeah. ETSY.com yes. for those of you who are unfamiliar. It's a great site that supports indie creatives. They have tons of corn bags with all kinds of patterns and cloths and designs. So you get one that you like. Um, make sure you check the dimensions and the size before you order it because sometimes it can be smaller than you anticipate or bigger than you anticipate. The weighted blankets are on that site as well. Just a little tip. And I'm curious for y'all, when y'all get those panicky feelings and you are blessed to be at home, what are the things that you guys do to kind of calm you down? First of all, I have to arrange the pillows in a certain way in my bed. That is so true, a configuration. Yeah. If I surround myself with pillows, I'm good. Of course, I'm a foot tucker, so I tuck (laughs) the comforter under my feet. That helps, which probably it speaks to what you're suggesting today. Yeah, the same feeling. Um, And then— What's the pillow configuration? I'm curious. um, Usually, I like to have, like, an L shape. So, like— Around my head and then down. I sleep on my side, so Mm -hmm. around my head and then down like one of my sides. Mm. That's what I like. 
Um, and then usually maybe um, light drug usage or, and or <laughs> masturbation. Okay. And so either way, you know, the disease are guaranteed. Super honest and super relatable because I was Relatable content. I was actually thinking, I was like, well, if I'm restless, you know, get the tube going. Okay, get that, you know, get you a lubricant and just figure things out. Put yourself in bed. Okay. Um, As far as my L configuration, I do like the pillow side by side, but instead, because I roll my head a lot, so I have the two pillows on top that I mainly lay on, and then I have the one on the other side. But then I'll keep one under the two, so in case I'm rolling off, so I get a little support on my back sometimes. So what you gonna do? Take the one and take the two. <laughs> well, you said so you sleep, but you roll your hair up a lot. I put a, a thing on. I put on a, a cap. I thought you meant like you, roll, you wear hair rollers. <laughs> no, no shit. At night when you go to sleep, like a, like mm-hmm. a Dominican like, woman. <laughs> no, I wish I could actually. I just am too lazy to play on my hair. I be wanting two strand twisted before I go to bed and do all that stuff. But my arms that get tired. That takes so much time. I do not miss those days. I used to two strand twist my hair in college before bed oh and then gosh. unravel it. So that was my look for the day. Ooh, I don't know how I had that. I just energy. need you know protective style because I'm a wild sleeper and that's why I just Same. put the little cap on. I put the cap on. I could just roll my head around on everything. But I got my silk pillowcases as backups because yes, sometimes that cap bonnets. come off. Yes, the bonnet cap. That's what it is. It's the bonnet cap. But that bonnet cap come off sometimes because I be rolling my head all around in pillowcases. Yo, with that pillow configuration tip is so real yeah. and I feel like it's not something people talk about with self care because it's overlooked it's so simple but it's so helpful Yeah, you know what I've even found when I'm stressed I'll lay on my back on the bed even pull it, putting a pillow over my like midsection mm-hmm. you ever do that like it helps you sleep better just even that just one between so, my legs helps me sleep better oh yeah but my <laughs> my like panic configuration Oh, God, here we go. You back to sleep, girl. (laughs) My panic configuration is one pillow under one arm, Mm -hmm. another pillow under the other arm. Yes. No pillow under my head. Like, I need my spine to be completely in alignment. One over my face. Yes, black me out. One under my feet. Yes, set my feet up. <laughs> and one over my feet. Yes, cover my cocoon feet. So it's like a little cocoon. It's like a little rectangle, and I'm basically tucked in the middle of a pillow You rectangle. must sleep. Like, you don't move while you sleep, do you? No, I don't actually. See, so you wake up that same way, in like same a motherfucking boss, okay? <laughs> Ain't nothing to a real one, okay? <laughs> Go, go ahead, friend. See, I sleep wild style. Do you? Yeah, oh, baby. Oh, you're one of those that would kick the hell out of me. I'm not like wild, wild, but once I, once I get comfortable, I stay still. But I definitely wake up in a different position usually. Mm. Unless I'm sleeping with somebody. In that case, I'm, I'm like aware while I'm asleep. Right. I mean, I'll move around. It's not like I'm not like a rock hard sleeper, but... I told y'all I have a queen size bed and for some reason I sleep on the right side of the bed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, if you're looking at the bed, it'd be the left side. I sleep on the left side of the bed, like in the corner, which is so, and sometimes I get annoyed. I'm like, why don't you sit, sleep in the middle? Because ain't nobody doing that. You sleep on a side. Do you sleep on a side? Yeah, sleep on a side. Do you really? First of all, it's usually more, now, this is real. See, it's usually I was motivated annoyed. I was by, like, why like, do I do that? where the plug is. So, because you know, you have your phone on the charger. So, usually, like, if the plug is on one side I'm of the bed, so that's where you sleep. That that's where the plug is. And or the nightstand is right there. So, like, yes. you know, your drink or whatever, you know. 
So this was a practical tool. Yes. You sleep on one side too? Sometimes. I, I like to sleep directly in the middle because I move around so damn much. Mm. But lately because... I don't know what it is. This is weird as fuck. But because my life has just been in such disarray, I've been sleeping like in the middle of the bed. Like, like Lisa Ray. Like, like this. <laughs> my life has been in disarray. disarray like so I've been Lisa. sleeping in the middle of the bed like Lisa, Lisa Ray. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, but instead of sleeping the right way, like I'll sleep smack dag in the middle of going the other way. Like my legs will kind of be hanging off the side some nights. Like, oh, yeah. I'm I like, have those days too. I'm just like half like looking at the laptop. And, and you know what? God is so good because I will make it to the to the price of like or the pace of washing my face and taking my contacts out and just having my glasses on. But I just be like, all right, just close the laptop and put it off the side of the bed and then you can pass out. And so once I get that cracking, I like lay sideways and I'm like hanging off the side of the bed some nights just wrong. Oh. But I'll wake up the right way. I do wake up the right way. It's now, amazing. my last question, so we can move on to the music segment. What about when the panic attacks hit and you're out in public? What's your go-to? How do you fix it? I don't have that. I don't think I've had that happen to me yet. Or anxiety. It doesn't even have to be like a full-blown panic attack, but just like that worry just hits. But you happen to be like out with friends or at work or just not home. You just find ways, you know, if you can go outside, you go outside. If you can, um, I don't know, like I just, you just throw yourself into whatever is going on at the moment. If you, if I'm, if I'm aware enough to be like, okay, I'm feeling anxiety about something, then I'm aware enough to be able to like check out of that. Yeah. Like you've never been, like, I know you love to go out on the weekends. Yeah. You've never been at the club with your friends and, but you have something that happened that's like on your mind heavy and mm-hmm. it, it almost won't, it's, you're so consumed by it that you almost can't push it out the way to, to be present and yeah. enjoy the club experience. Yep. So how, what do you do in that moment where you're having a hard time pushing it out? Usually drink more. <laughs> I mean, that's real talk. Real. Like, usually drink, drink more what? and then end up having a good time. We do that all the time. <laughs> so, like you said, you know, that's just a regular club night. You know, you got a lot of shit on your mind nine times out of ten. That's why I'm at the club in the first damn place. Right. Because I got a lot on my mind. So, I True. already know that. You know what I mean? And you just get drunk and have a good time. And not irresponsibly drunk, but you drink enough to where, you know, you are tipsy and the music feels sounds good and feels good. And everything feels okay for that moment. Right. And I'm so, you know, advertising alcoholism, <laughs> which is not my intention. But I'm just answering your question. I mean, question. there are people yeah. that can relate. Yeah, what about you? Um, I retreat back to that place internally where I am talking to myself. Mm. Like, when I, like when I feel like something is, like, giving me anxiety or, like, it's too much to deal with for a second, then I, like, vi- I like visit myself inside my head and, like, we'll sing a song or have a number right quick and try to get our head back in the game. Like, if... I'm like, oh, shit, like, fuck, I, I think I forgot something or, like, I, I don't think I can do this or I can't deal with this. I always, like, stop and I'm like, this is going to sound really bad. But one of my go-tos is Fantasia um, when she was redoing the twerking song and she went, hold up, wow. Like, I will catch myself in a moment where I feel like I'm, like, going to overload and it's too much and I stop and Fantasia goes, hold up, and then, like, I have to reset for that second. But, like, nine times out of ten, I don't feel like, like, I feel like I just got to, like, like he doesn't say, like, you just got to go. Like, be in the moment, I just tell myself, like, okay, just do it. Just, like, get past this move. Like, next. Go ahead. You know what has helped for me? Um, and I've always talked about this. You just have to figure out a way to, like, engineer your brain 
So I'll take an oil or a scent. It doesn't even have to be an oil. It could be a scent. Not for lazy Cologne. Ho <laughs> oh. And um, you tell yourself that when you smell that scent, it takes you out. Like you tell this your brain, when I smell this scent, it takes me out of a negative space. I have one. Right? It's a scent. And it could be it's it's a scent. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I already saw it in his I was face. thinking like I didn't have to reprogram some <laughs> scents, you know. And you you literally reprogram your those moments. Dustin you is. You'd be taking walking down the street down. and get a whiff and you'd be like, Ooh, somebody over here like <laughs> But honestly, that's exactly what it is because the scent hits your brain and it makes you feel something, right? Yes. Right. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> So you imagine doing that with intention, though. So I Ooh, carry, the best. I carry sense. So when I do have those moments where you know I'm not in the present time, I know to go to that scent, take a sniff, or spray myself because y'all know I use those resonance yes. apothecary sprays that I get from Etsy as well. Um, spray myself, and it. I've literally like engineered myself to know, like, okay, this isn't real in this moment, and the scent. <laughs> snaps me out of it because it's a good scent it's a calming scent you know what I mean and it's just yes. like a reminder in that moment and the last tip mala beads it's a necklace I carry I don't have it with yes, it's in my book bag yeah I remember my mala beads I carry it. it's 108 beads so when I'm feeling panicky I put my finger on each bead and for each bead I take a deep breath and that's about a 10, for me at least, it's about 10 minutes of deep breathing. And I go and press each bead, take a deep breath, each bead, take a deep breath until I've gone around the whole necklace. By by bead seven, my ass beat and went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's good too. But that's something that I would suggest because both are practical. You can carry them in your bag, you know, take them with you. If you're at work and somebody's driving you nuts and you need to take that break, you can take the spray the scent or the beads with you to the bathroom and do what you got to do. You can spray the spray in their face. To recalibrate. You can dump a bunch of the oil all over (laughs) their keyboard. And then you can just, you know what you can tell them to do with the beads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Sometimes when I'm in really awkward, like social situations (laughs) or situations I just want to get out of, like I will literally stop and in my head have a whole musical number. Are you serious? That's amazing. Because you know what? This is going to sound really rude, but like sometimes people will catch you and they'll not even realize that you are busy or like you're on your way. Exactly. Like, I just am not in this mode. And then they will, like, give you their life story. And it's kind of like, I really do want to hear about your life story, just maybe not right now. And so, like, instead of being rude or trying to, like, cut them off, because, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, my God, well, I wish I had more time, but I have to go. Thank you. Have a good day. I will literally sit in my head and, like, uh, welcome to the Get Your Freak On Hotel. Like, I will try to recreate music videos in my head. I will see how much of a song I can remember the words to. Like, I'll be like, okay, I have to, I guess, be interested, but I'm about to enjoy this moment my damn self. I love that. (laughs) It's an amazing tip. Recreate things in your head. (laughs) Is that an amazing tip? Why not? Because sometimes I feel... it works. Because sometimes I tell myself, like, I should be paying attention, but then I feel like that's more of a moment for the other person than it is for me. So it's like, how much of this moment should I be taking? It's a form of self-soothing. You know what you have to do to get your mind to where you want it to be at. And at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with people around you. If that's what makes you calm because you don't know how else to express to that person, which I'm like that too. You see how I was at Essence Fest. People were just grabbing me and stuff. And Crystal was like, Fran, you don't know how to say no. (laughs) Imagine if I just recreated music videos. Okay. 
<laughs> I had an incident a little while ago with this guy at a party where um, things got a little hostile. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? And I hadn't seen him um, since that happened. And randomly, I've never seen him in this place before, but I actually ran into him at the gym about two days ago. Oh, shoot. Two days ago, like Portia said on the reunion, Asante. So about two days ago, um, I walked in the gym and I was taking my pre-workout and he walked in the locker room. And And y'all fought. No, we didn't fight. I'm I'm telling you, I didn't came. God has really been using his hand on my end in my life. And so um, we just like once it registered in my face that like once his face registered in my head and I realized that was him, I think we kind of realized who each other were at the same time. And he looked away. So I looked away and then I passed him like twice on the gym floor. And every time I passed him, I was thinking in my head like. I should beat this nigga ass right here in the gym right now. Like, I should just, I literally should just take my hand and just start, be like, beating this nigga ass Damn. right here. However. And you're bigger now. However, so I really was with the shits. But, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. However, Bitch, I did here I go. I didn't because when I saw him, I knew that, like, I just knew that he understood what time it was. And that was enough. And, and it wasn't even anything left for me to say or none of that. And I'm like, I, at a certain point in your life, you have to get past all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Well, you Feeling have a lot like you, to lose right yeah, now, too. Yeah, and it's just not time for all of that. And so it was a really humbling and, and, a, and a very, um, it just really... It motivated me almost to just really keep trying to work hard on myself because I didn't react to anything. Amen. <clears throat> and I just like we just was shifts passing in the night. But I had to catch myself because it was a couple of times I had looked over to the left and down because he a little shorter than me. So I had like you looked over to the left and I had to catch myself like, don't look at him like that. That's fine. <laughs> you know. So I'm really proud of this growth. And Look, that's so important. Yeah, Whatever yes. you got to do. Well, thank you guys for sharing your tips. And well, hopefully <laughs> hopefully those listening, because, you know, it's a lot going on in the world. Tis. And if you're in New York, these MTA, man, it took me an hour and 45 minutes to get to the studio today. That's how bad train is. So I know panic and anxiety and even with my chest. I, I told you I tweeted how my chest got tight and my mom when I told her she was like you just needed some ginger ale <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I was waiting for her sure to laugh but and she, she didn't she dead ass meant that I yeah. should have gotten I was like mom you are so <laughs> oh god <laughs> ginger ale I'm trying to tell you imagine if my mom would have said oh god look, <laughs> look uh, ginger ale Vicks, Vicks Vapor, Vapor Rub, Rub and Robitussin yeah. Robitussin and BC Powder oh or, my or goodies. god BC one, Powder whichever blue box they love that one I'm like oh here yeah. go with this powder or when I tweeted about it all the Jamaican like my Jamaican base they were all saying that their mom would have said you just need some tea some ginger tea oh the tea <laughs> ginger is a motherfucker apparently cause ginger will oh, it fix it oh it helps with everything but I mm-hmm. mean not if I'm having a low-key heart attack right. in my house, but I thought that was funny because she was like, no, I'm serious. You just need ginger ale. <laughs> Rub it on your chest to exfoliate. It's like, no, what? <laughs> oh, but anyways, that's it for this week's wellness segment. Hopefully you found a tip within that part of the conversation that is useful. <laughs> Dustin's already laughing. That's useful to you. And now let's move on to Mr. Music Man. It's the first? Music Man. And I'm back with another one. Can you? hear me <laughs> so kiki do you love me hey are you writing hey uh, hashtag and your feelings is the subject of this uh letter that we received from penny and it's an icebreaker and penny says 
Hey, Asante, since Drake's In Your Feelings is the summer bop, I was wondering, what songs have you guys in your feelings? Oh, sheesh. I have to say that Janae Aiko's Ways always had tears me up. Thanks, Penny. Yo, Ways? <laughs> that Janae Aiko song? That project actually was a moment of sadness and stillness. I love her. I and get I, annoyed when people try to act like she's not a good Janae artist. Aiko is dope as hell. I treasure, know, like, but treasure. she gets made fun of so much. Which is so treasure. dumb. She has plenty of dope-ass she's projects. She's a good writer. Sailing Out, sing. Sailed Souls, all that. Oh, my God. Janae is amazing. Sailing but, Out is my favorite. But, but I told I'm you not you. to trust these hoes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love them songs where she be talking shit like that. Oh, my God. The joint with her and Kendrick. Are um, you kidding? I still play that. In what? July. In July. July. The fireworks exploding. I yes. love when y'all sing. Okay. <laughs> I'm real smart. I woke in coding. <laughs> no, I'm just playing what she said. <laughs> so since we're talking about sad songs or songs that be having in your feelings, when um we were in France and uh, Jay-Z was performing... um. Well, actually, the Forever Young I told y'all earlier had me like tearing up because we were seeing Blue Ivy. But when Jay Z did Song Cry, oh that one God. always is he instantly. Did song oh Cry? Like, I he was like, what the cry? fuck? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like, I remember just being like, oh my God, I could die right now. Like, amazing. I First of cried. all, Song Cry is one of my all time favorite Jay Z songs. For sure. I'm a huge Jay Z fan. It's the most open he'd been before the 444. Ever in life. And that soul sample of um, Sounds Like a Love Song, that's the song that they sample. And it, it's such a beautiful, soulful, like it just tugs at your emotions and your heartstrings. So I, I too, Rachel Doe's our hands <laughs> would have been in tears at the concert because yes. our soul, Song Cry will do that to you. And you know what? I know that we had just talked about Essence, but we was all in our feelings when Fantasia was doing them songs last week. What? She fucking rolled her brother out in a wheelchair looking good and healthy. Can I just say how I looked over at the both of y'all and y'all both were in tears? I was like, how honest is this I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I was like, "Mm, mm, mm, And Fury, mm, like, mm, mm, mm. Crystal, all of them were were crying. You, You had to be a real, like, red state Republican and not have been emotionally <laughs> moved by Fantasia's brother rolling out on And you know stage. what? I didn't even know that was her brother mm-hmm. until you said it. I had no idea. I thought it was like a fan, you know, that had yeah. written in and told her about the story and she was like honoring him. But then to add that that's her little brother, I was like, oh my God. See why she doing it. Yeah. <sighs> um... I mean, there's so many songs, but I think in honor of the news that Sade is dropping a project soon, yes. which I can't even like process that news right now because y'all know how I feel about her. Um, Cherish the Day by Sade is one of those songs yes. that as soon as it comes on, that boom, 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 right? As soon as that drops, I don't know what it is. I think maybe my body is just programmed to feel at ease as soon as that drops but that puts me in this feeling of just like everything's gonna be okay like no matter Ugh. what's happening and the video is beautiful she's like yes. on a uh, the roof of a building with her guitar just being her beautiful natural self talk about goals but that song Cherish the Day if y'all haven't heard it those of you listening please play it Pause this episode and play it right now and listen to it in its entirety. You know what? Okay, so because it's like Drake in my feelings and you said Sade, um, Guapale. 
Oh, closer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Closer. Closer, a beautiful closer the song itself be like having me in my feelings, but Drake, uh, he fr- uh, freestyle over that one time and like yeah. closer beat. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I never it's heard great. That. I know and exactly. It's, what it's one about. of the songs he he's rapping over closer because you know the song that I played for you on the first uh, the A side that I told you I really like. Mm-hmm. It's reminiscent of that the, type of track. More? Yeah. Is there more? The, yeah. Whatever track it was that he did, and it's kind of like, a, did I lose you? Like tracks like those, I love them Drake tracks. Cause oh, all right. of them I tracks love when he's super emo. All that shit, those are the songs that I listen to when I'm in my feelings. I'd oh. be like, okay, well, Drake, you know, we ready to do this. That's and- what I like Drake for. You know, I, I'd say a lot about Drake, but I think what I will say I love that he brought to the music scene is that vulnerability. Even though he drives me nuts because I'm like... How can you talk about like eight different women in one album? <laughs> like it's like Vicky on this one, Rebecca on that. It's just like that's wild to me. But that's, that's just the life. that's just where he's at. So it is right? what it is. But I will say I love that he'll be like, you don't, you know, you don't answer my call. I had to stop smoking with you because I had to know that there was more to life. Like mm-hmm. relatable content, and I love that it's a man saying it. I think it's yes. important. Remember how he had everyone when Marvin's Room came out? Oh, my God. Oh, that's <laughs> one of my all the bad. dudes was like, yeah. Marvin's Room is a great, it's such a great song. And I got flat. And had men, like, open oh, off yeah. of that shit, which For I real. thought was amazing. It was a, it's just a great song. Marvin's Room is a beautiful song. And everybody remade it, remember? Everyone was, I was about dropping to say, their red honorable mention. Jojo. Honorable mention goes out to JoJo, who was killing. She killed, it. she killed Marvin's Room. She killed, uh, there was a, a couple songs she covered. Uh, uh, T Pain's Can't Believe It. JoJo well, was out there. JoJo's the truth. Killing Didn't it. Tiana cover Marvin's yes. Room? Yes. Like Tiana she, had yes. Her and it's good. Janae had her version. Yes. I There's love so that. That people. was a good moment in music. Yes, it that was. was cool. That was I great. Like that. Shania Twain did it. <laughs> Marvin Dream. <laughs> Gonna take it to Marvin Dream. Um, well, I'll say this. Um, for me, songs that get me in my feelings are always the, the songs that are motivated by and driven by kind of the lyrical content. Mm-hmm. So usually like a lot of like emo and alternative songs will take you there. So there's artists like Kate Nash. You know, she has a song called oh, Nicest wow. Thing. I hear that. Um, Tegan and Sarah, huge like. Um, oh, I love you know, these just, answers. Oh, like their, their songs, like they have a song called Where Does the Good Go? Mm-hmm. Where they say, look me in the heart and tell, look me in the eye and tell me you don't find me attractive. Look me in the heart and tell me that you won't go. Look me in the eye and tell me there's no love. Look me in the eye and tell me no love is like our love. Look me in the heart and unbreak broken. It won't happen. So like they like these songs like yeah division has a new song on his project called think about me yeah uh, it'll really take you there mm. um, and then another song that everybody knows makes me so sad um, is uh, another song that everybody knows makes me so sad is eighty six by Don Richard yeah uh, eighty six literally like takes me out the game every single time yeah um, and then on some old school shit it's this song by Angela Winbush and Ronald Isley called Hello Beloved mm. and it's just yeah so that's it they're just that. Oh, that I'll be good. listening to and rap. I know Bittersweet Symphony takes you out too. See, I oh wasn't even going to go there, but you know, no change, I can't change, okay? Oh my God. Just that right there, the, right? That, that, those um, strings, like every time. Then, okay, you want to go there? Right. Um, um, Take On Me by Aha. 
puts me in my feelings every time. It's something about that chorus, the video I've often said, like, oh, ever since I've been a kid. Yeah. And that also should have been what they shaped the Kiss It Better video by Rihanna from. She should have mimicked mm. that video for Kiss It Better. But it. anywho, that's not that's not the conversation of the time. Go on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, because now you got me thinking, Cheryl Crow. Had a song. The sw- favorite mistake? No, and that's it, not. It puts me. Damn. No, is it? I'm trying to find. No, I'm thinking about the wrong song. Might be Paula Cole. Where is my mama, man? Where have Remember that song? No. You don't remember Where Have All the Cowboys Gone by Paula <laughs> not, Cole? Not the way you sing yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like you sing yippee guy, 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 Cheryl, oh, strong enough. Have y'all heard of Strong Enough? How does it go? I have to play it because it's from her first album, but it puts me in my feelings as far as like relationships. And I was super young when it came out. You already know Cheryl Crow, bro. Chills. Look, right. look, chills. And I was little <laughs> listening to that. But that, you see how that was just the first verse? It make you just stare at somebody right in their face. <laughs> make you just stare at them. Strong right. enough from Cheryl's first album. Ooh. You know what song Ooh. I sing in the shower to this day? Which it, one? It, it'll help me like get over like the randomest shit. But um Jason Mraz, you and I. Oh, Jason. Oh, Jason Mraz has some shit. Like, he does. The song you were talking about was public announcement, by the way. Public. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> How the hell did you find? You wrote Yippie Kai. <laughs> I had to do my research, but Jason Mraz, the remedy. He had a bunch of songs that I liked. Jason Mraz was dope. Yeah, he was. I actually have like a shit ton of his music that I really, really got lit to. Oh, you know I'm gonna go home and totally. I haven't listened to him in years. I loved. He used to put out the like live albums, and it was him performing at places. Like I used to have a lot of music of these people performing at like the live sets. It was like the randomest shit. They're like talking to people in the this clubs and the bars. Yeah, the live That's performances like, were the best. Well, Unplugged got their idea. From yes, him. I used to love that shit. Jason and then my Mraz last one, <laughs> Michelle and Diggy Ocello, "Fool of Me." Oh my oh, god. Yeah. Hello, okay. like that record? No patience, no love. Oh, okay. first of all, anything she puts out. I feel so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fool am I? You, uh, what she say? <laughs> Set me aside. aside. <laughs> okay. Yo, mm. her songs. But when we're face to face, you won't look me, me in, in the, the eye. eye. No time, no friendship, no, no love. love. Yo, the fact that you know all the words, that just made me so happy. I used to look at that one. Michelle and Diggio Cello got a song called Bitter. 
Have you ever oh, heard what? Of course, it's from the same album. And then the live version of Bitter, when she be like, it's so crazy when you go, how you can start to hate somebody you once said you love. Don't get me started. That album, isn't the album called Bitter? Bitterly. I think the album's called Bitter. <laughs> Ooh, Bitter is shit. So, Michelle and Diggio Fool of Me and Bitter. Yeah. If you're feeling like hurt, those, I mean, not that they'll make you feel better oh, no. per se but <laughs> they'll help they'll you know align they'll align <laughs> with where you're at if you need to feel dope and sexy yeah Michelle Indigio Cello has a song called Love Song Number One she has a song called Come Smoke My Herb <laughs> and a song what her number is <laughs> and a song called Love Song Number Two and they're all on the Comfort Woman album listen those she three records she would called the Comfort Woman it, and tell me that's not perfect okay <laughs> okay <laughs> the little, Comfort Woman those three records I remember when I used to smoke mm-hmm. I used to put the la- you know that laser light I have in my crib that puts the galaxy on the ceiling mm-hmm. I would put that <laughs> Smoke. <laughs> They're down. Smoke <laughs> with that record, the Come Smoke My Herb and Hell Love Song yes. Number One, Number Two, blasting <sighs> and just zone the fuck out with my resins burning. Listen, I know how to self soothe. I know uh-huh. how to self soothe, and that's so important with your self care practice. So those are mine. You won't look at me. Okay. There is a song from the Bridget Jones Diary. Uh, no, you oh didn't. I'm trying to find this song. <laughs> Somebody played this song for me like years ago and it took me out. But it's called It Should Have Been Me or it's, it's the woman singing about It Should Have Been Me. Um, <laughs> it Should Have Been Me by Yvonne Fair. That's Congratulations now, by Vesta Williams. <laughs> now let it me just... It Should Have Been Me. Now, it's funny because she's singing about this wedding happening and then she's saying It Should Have Been Me and the oh, shit, shit. It, it takes me out because the words are I saw my love walking down the aisle and as he passed me by, he turned and he smiled. The preacher joined their hands and all the people began to stand when I shouted, you know, that should have been me instead of her walking with you. You know, that should have been me getting ready to marry you. Like it used to fuck oh, me so up. She was Saudi. Yeah, yes. And it fucks <laughs> me up when you hear her singing the song because she's like, it should have been me. What? <laughs> like she's yelling that shit. I'm trying to find it on YouTube, but I can't find it. I'm gonna listen to that when I go home. Oh, and I only have eyes for you by the flamingos. I only have eyes for you. Yo, that song is forever. Forever. Cataracts are not. (laughs) I only have eyes. And then he's like, for. Why in the video it's a wedding happening and you see her sitting on the pew? Let me see. Oh, that's her? Yep. (laughs) And listen to her. I'm dead at this. Friend, she about to start going. Was that a white woman he left her for? <laughs> I've never seen this video. When I shot it, it should have been me. Oh, it should have been me. Ooh. And, st- and started going off. 
Dang. I was, I was like, that's that's a story to tell when you really feeling somebody and they gone. She's <laughs> reminding me of um, Etta James at mm. last. Just that feeling. Mm-hmm. When she just gets in it. Ooh, remember when Beyonce played her? Mm-hmm. Yes. She wasn't happy when she about was that. Singing that. Etta wasn't? Mm-mm. Oh, yikes. Maybe she thought Beyonce was like too... Oh, she just wasn't happy about it. She was vocal about it and not even, what would you say, a month? Uh, What would you say? No, I'm just saying like this. Wait. What's next? I don't No, 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 no. What's next? (laughs) Like, literally. What's next? Please reel it in. Um, For for listeners lately, uh, do y'all want to go ahead and get it started? Um, What have you guys been listening to? Um, Dustin put me on earlier to the Sierra song that's newly released. Oh, I heard it, I heard the Apple Music snippet. I need to. I need to. She looks great. There you go. I love the cover art. Those boots. That looks, looks like something stunning. I would wear. I want that outfit. She looks great. I'm excited for the video. There you go. Because I Bingo. know she's gonna dance her ass off. Right on nail. Right on the head. Perfectly said. I don't. I'm not crazy about the song. Sorry. It might be one of those growers, not a shower, but a grower. I mean, I am a of the A. I love Sierra, but Sierra, she needs <laughs> to come on back. She needs to give us some something else. She needs to go back with Jazzy Faye. She right? does. She does. And I and Missy. Much, I don't know. Oh yeah. I just don't know if it's ever gonna happen. I don't know why she decided to be like come a Kardashian or whatever happened. But I need more of that to come back. But I mean, if she don't feel it, if she, she don't, don't feel it, that's it. fine. Yeah. I just hope that, like you said, like for the video, I hope the looks are on point for the video. I hope there's great choreo. That's what's really gonna to make the track live. Um, outside of that, I also have been listening to the new Tanache song. <laughs> it oh, kept yeah, coming I up. It. And I actually cannot stop listening to it. It's really, really good. Tanache can write her ass off. That's what I will say. She has a really, really good pen game. And she wrote the shit out of that song. It's called Like I Used To. Yes. And it's about her. I need to read the lyrics. It's, I mean, I'm going like, to just play a little for you, though. I heard it. Oh, you heard it? Yeah. I just love it. It's I listened to um, all the new releases just to get an idea of what was out. Petty Wop. By Young M.A. I love the video. Fun ass song. I, I love Young song. M.A. I she makes great music. I want right? to hear that in the club. Young M.A. is super slept on. Right? Um, Mac Miller. Remember I was just mentioning him? Yeah, you keep him, talking about him. And yeah. he dropped a new single called Self Care, ironically. I saw that it was called that. And it's good. It's very good. I like the cover art. It's different. Um, I'm here for it. I don't know. I'm like newly aware of Mac Miller. Obviously, I've known about him since he's mm-hmm. been out and know a lot of his songs, but I don't know, like, You take album him seriously cuts. now. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know how you'll know someone's singles but never listen to the albums? Like, mm, now right. I'm digging into his album cuts and I like, I can say I like Mac Miller. Same here. Somebody put me on and I saw a performance that he had done of a song called Objects in the Mirror or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was like a live performance um, and he was fucking it up. And I'm like, whoa, okay. He's like, oh, okay. You know, I like I his always, voice, too. Like, he has yeah, a, a unique raspy, sound. Raspy, yeah, like, kind of tone. which I love. And he actually sings well. Like, you'll hear on the self-care record, he's singing the hook. And he it's not like cheesy. He sounds like this guy named Josiah Lemming, who auditioned for American Idol one time. And he did... Um, What's the song? Uh, I could be blue, I could be brown, I could be violet skies. He did that song. Grace Kelly, 
Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Whatever. The song is called yeah. Grace Kelly, I think. He it did is. it and his audition was really memorable. Memorable, But he had that same kind of tone that Mac Miller has. And I'm, I like that. I love so, that tone. Yeah. yeah. So it's a great record. Um, I'm trying to think it, who else dropped a song. Lord, the internet dropped a song called La Dida. What do you think about it? I like it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like a nice like summer record. Still listening to the Anderson Pack record. Actually, he released the Bubbling record. Mm-hmm. He released a remix with Busta Rhymes. Oh, dope. And it was cool to hear Busta again because he is... I'm talking about he's giving you Busta. Like yeah. real Busta. Like Busta, like Busta Bust. Yes. He's giving you Busta Bust on this. So that was a pleasant surprise because it you know how we're all hella nostalgic on this show and he kind of gave me back to that Busta Bust. Busta Rhymes used to be the shit and them songs he made I steal uh, the uh, shit. Word, okay? <laughs> Busta, what it is right, right now? now? Shit, Busta. okay? Remember when Busta dropped that one song that was like the summer song for years? The... Put your hands on my eyes and see. Oh. Hell yeah. Yes. Are you what? That Hit you with no delay. So what you saying, Say yo? yo. Okay. Oh. Legendary. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Caramel by Lloyd. Oh, shoot. I forgot to listen to Lloyd. <sighs> I don't is know what good? your problem is. Yeah, I'm fucking with it. What am I thinking? <laughs> Caramel dripping in my bed. How do you feel about the cover art of his album? I don't care. <laughs> it, I mean, it's outlandish, but, you know, people are going to do whatever they want to do with their cover art. So sometimes when I look at things, like when I saw Nicki Minaj's cover art, I hated it. And I still do. The and queen I, one? Yeah, but also I also hated the her pink print one, too. Like it was fashion and all that extra, but I hated it. So whoever knows what Lloyd is going to do with this project, it might be something really dope to go with this music he's, he's been putting down. out. He's down. This is his strip. Yeah. He, he's back. He got to make a statement. He back on the scene. He been gone. So now it's like, here I am. And I am man. The singles out or the whole project? Uh, just the single that I've oh, heard. I Caramel. Get excited. Oh, I got to listen to that as soon as we wrap up. Got to listen to that. Um, Childish Gambino dropped a couple of tracks, which I like both of. Feels like summer and summertime summer magic. Track, yeah. I also was fucking with um, Jaden Smith. He put out an electric version, which is just a few tracks from uh, his debut. Or was it his debut project? Yeah. Um, his debut project, Sire. So there's the electric version of Sire, which was really, really dope. Um, yeah, I've been fucking with that right now. Still listening really heavy to the Shindellas, Reconsider. Uh, Reconsider. <laughs> Reconsider has been on repeat, <laughs> along with Naima Supreme's Do Better. Like, these tracks just, I cannot stop playing them. On top of adding new ones into the rotation. And I've still been playing a lot of the Carters, not just because I saw them this weekend, but because the music is actually good as fuck. Um, with that song, Salud, I just really, really... Love this song because I don't have titles. It still ain't dropped everywhere else. No, <sighs> man. And I, they're teasing us because when you see the Carter's ads in the train station, it says "Salud," and I'm like, <sighs> I didn't hear it yet. I'm so sorry that that keeps happening to you, but <laughs> I just had such the moment, like listening to "Salud," like <laughs> and just being thankful for everything, and it was great. "Salud" is a moment. It's a wave. <laughs> uh, the Carter's had a lot of moments they put on their project, which I really, really liked. Right. No, it was a great project. Perfect timing, too. <sighs> yes. That's what, it. What about you, Dustin? Um, shout out to the GOAT, Mary J. Blige. She has a new single called Only Love. Yes. Disco inspired. She sampled Dr. Love um, by First Choice. And uh, she performed a snippet of it, which was basically the bridge and the chorus at Essence Fest, and she was fucking it up. So I was happy to see her releasing new music, and it's positive and upbeat, so that's good for her. Um, Wiz Khalifa's album, Rolling Papers 2, 
is um, out as well. It's 25 songs long. So, you know, do with that what you will. But it's some really good <laughs> songs on there. It's great gym music. Um, the beats are good. It's exactly what you would want from Wiz Khalifa. One of my favorites is Mr. Williams. And then I like Penthouse. Um, and there's a couple other songs. You got a song with Party Next Door that's kind of cool. So Wiz Khalifa's album is dope. Um, I too love Tinashe's new song, um, like I used to. There's another girl, uh, from Detroit named Rocky Bad, who's a rapper. She's got a project called Let's Talk More Work that's really, really dope. Um, if you like girls that rap, I think you'll like that. Um, and then, you know, All Roads Lead to the Vault by Cash Dial. Y'all know I'm a huge Cash Dial fan. And what makes being a Cash Dial fan fun are moments like this where she gives you songs. As you know, there was a moment where she was um, under a contract for about two years and she was involved in a contract dispute and she couldn't release any new music. So she would preview songs on like her Instagram page and she would like do little freestyle verses and we would all be like, when is that song coming out? What is that song? So there's songs on the vault that were those songs. That's crazy. Songs we've been waiting to hear for literally years like and now we got them. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it's really for. And I know she's about to release like her debut album. So that'll be like a proper rollout. But this has been fun and definitely for the fans. And there's some dope shit on there. So that's what I've been listening to. Did y'all hear Justin Timberlake's new song? It's a Mm-mm. James Fauntleroy record called Soulmate. Oh, I'll listen to that. And it's a it's a summer like a summer song. It's really nice. It's chill. It must be on Man of the Front Yard, not Man of the Woods. <laughs> okay, that's it. Also, um, lastly, I wanted to shout out Amalu. It's A M A. Second word is L O U. She put out this visual on um, the YouTube I was watching, and it's about thirteen minutes long. So nice. And it's called Triple D which is the name of the single, and the single comprises of three tracks, and none of them are called Triple D. Um, it's called Tried Up, Wrong Lesson, and Wired. Uh, the visual so is just about, it is about bras. That's what I was thinking the whole time when you said Triple D. I'm like, this sounds like it's about a bra. And then what are the names of the tracks? Tried Up, uh, Wrong Lesson, and Wired. <laughs> Oh, bra music. Duh. Not Thank bra you. Music. Wire sold that. Wire. So <laughs> check her out. She's got a really dope swag. I'm really fucking with how her music is and her the visual. Dance. Yeah, the visual is really, really dope too. And uh, I also wanted to say Kiana Lede, who I've talked about on here before. She had that song called Fair Play. The one I said sounded like the co- uh, the siren. She's like, woo, Anyway, she <laughs> dropped her project. It's called Selfless. Um, there are seven tracks on there, and Fair Play is one of them, but it's the remix that has ASAP Ferg. So it's dope that she has that feature on there. But check her out. It's only seven tracks, and that's Kiana Lede. I'm probably saying her name wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But check her out, Kiana, K-I-A-N-A-L-E-D-E, with the accent. What do you call the accent? I have one, but I don't know what it's called. Oh, well. <laughs> that's it for the Music Man segment. Now we're going to take it on over to TV land. Dustin Ross, take it away. All right, so bust this. Um, the Real Housewives of Potomac will start with these ladies. Um, this week they were still on vacation in France. I they were over in Cannes, France, and then Nice, France, and Mean, France is really where they ended up because <laughs> they were being mean to each other <laughs> while they were over there. Um, Karen's wig was still twisted. They were still arguing. Wow. And I mean that literally, literally, not figuratively. Um, they were still over there arguing about absolutely nothing. Giselle was calling people out for their shit. 
um, and holding people accountable. And even though she gets on my nerves, I went to when you're right. And she was right this week. Um, <laughs> Candace really needs to get more comfortable and learn how to be on a show where it's about having a personality and asserting yourself and stop asking for consideration. She started, she, you know, kind of started crying and saying how she didn't feel like they were taking her seriously in conversation because they had literally laughed in her face the previous week when she tried to equate her personal experience with what they were describing what was going on in their marriages or what they had been through. So it just wasn't a good look. Um, I'm most shocked that Giselle so freely referenced her friend Erica Lyle's name on this show in the manner she did. Um, They went to college together. They're friends, long, long, long time friends. And we know Giselle went to college a long four score and 40 years ago. So they've been friends for a minute and they're business partners. And Giselle has freely offered her up as a reason that Karen's husband um, wants to be, uh, you know, a cheater. She basically said that he's in love with Erica Lyles and, you know, it tried to embarrass Karen with that information on TV. And it just was like shocking to me that she would do that. So we're going to see what happens. Um, but Potomac has been really good this season. Also, um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, the reunion came on and uh, it closed. Grand opening, grand closing. It was part two today. Um or Monday, excuse me. Tokyo Vanity impressed me the most. She handled yes. herself very well she, on that She deserves couch. an award. Her timing was great. Her replies were witty and memorable. Um, it was just great. And she finally got Keely, who I don't even understand which, why she was there, who also looked like a country singer. She had like a blonde body wave wig on that was like over to one side and off the ear. And then her dress was red and tight with all of these like silver and, and rhinestone embellishments on like who the front. Keely. Exactly. Mm. But she really, mm. she literally yes. looked like a good old time saloon country singer <laughs> wow. um, on the stage. So that was interesting to see. Um, it's also funny how I've actually grown interest in these people who are so miscellaneous to me in previous seasons, like Sierra, the girl who owns the salon, the glam shop, always well dressed in the, you know, in her lane. Um, and just, Interesting. I like her approach to certain friendships that she has. It's just been interesting to watch. Mimi Foss literally did absolutely nothing this season on Love and Hip Hop. She did not. When I say nothing, literally, she sat on the couch during the reunion looking from left to right as it was going on. And she was basically watching the show live. That's what she did. So I get it. You've been there since day one and your storyline has basically been one that has helped to build the popularity of this franchise. But what is you doing? What is you doing, Mimi Foss? Um, Pose also came on this week. Um, There was a lot going on on Pose. Uh, First of all, I was completely on the side of Angel when it came to the conflict of Ricky diming out Poppy and telling that Poppy was selling drugs. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe Ricky did The bird was singing. And and then I was, um, people were like, yeah, but if he was at risk of like getting kicked out you gotta put yourself first I'm like yeah but if your other two siblings covered you know what I mean like he wasn't she Blanca wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna do gonna all three of y'all she out. wasn't gonna do nothing but what she did Blanca knew Poppy was selling dope when she found that beeper and I don't right. know what she felt like them confirming it was going to do I feel like Blanca totally blew that out of proportion now, I ain't saying that selling dope is a good thing or whatever but all I'm saying is 
it didn't take all that. All she had to do was just say to him, look, I know what's going on. Don't have that shit in my crib. I don't want to nowhere near here and figure out something else to do. You need to figure something else out to do. But Blanca let them, let Ricky geek her up, went out there on the pier, seen it, got popping hot in the moment or whatever, and said some shit she couldn't really, she really didn't mean. That scene broke my heart. It was hard to watch. When and she was the walking scene. away. Yeah. And he was like, you just going to leave me like that? I was like, okay, Because I, I like Poppy. I love him. Yeah. I like Poppy. My my One of my favorite characters on the show. Like, I like Poppy. So I didn't like seeing that. And... It's fucked up because you see when he needed her and he said, like, all I could hear was you saying, don't call me. Don't when you need one phone call. Don't let it be me. And when she was ready Mm -hmm. to make nice with their relationship and like, you know, find peace. He didn't want to hear it because he felt like she had abandoned him. So that was hard to watch. And then you got Candy and them mean asses who was waiting in the wings. I was wondering what you were thinking because I know Candy. I love Candy. So, I mean, it was Candy being Candy. I like her friend, too. I don't like the name of that house. I I didn't either. But, you know, I feel like it was the 80s. So maybe for them, that was like real, like, the judge. I I know. I I I wouldn't feel like. Because when she said she knew it, come up with a cute name. When she said she knew it, and it was that I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sound like Ice T wife named the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Coco named this shit. <laughs> Sounds very leopard print or like even worse, like tiger print. You know oh, what I'm gosh. saying? It just sounds tacky. And then how'd you feel about Angel and Stan and leaving her like Damn. that? Damn. I, well, honestly, should he not? Should she not have brought him to the ballroom? I mean, it's, how much more clear can we make that? And when she first decided, when she first told him yes that she would bring him, because let's be clear, he asked to go. I was gonna say that he asked. He asked, but she should have said no. You, everybody knows you keep that separate. Why and though? That's her word. What happened when she went? What happened when he went? I know, but my thing is, would that not have happened anyway? At yeah. some point, because it it's like been. it's literally who she is, and I think it was the reality of all. Even though that's not who she is, let's t- I take that back. The barroom scene is not who someone is; it's just part of their lifestyle. I just feel like it's such an important part of her lifestyle and for him. He like had a full out panic attack. Like and, he needed my corn bag, and he also had to con- come to terms with who he was <laughs> he did too. Need the corn you know, bag. he needs he to did. lay down and get that corn bag. The corn ball needed a corn bag. <laughs> he was coming to terms with the fact that it wasn't a place for him, and then who he was in that place. Like they were all looking at him, like you know, what the fuck are you doing here? And then he was being used. The girl was like, "Ready well, to if, snake? Okay, right, ready for the dirty, next low down sleet studs ball bucket." <laughs> For him to say, you know, my job is a big, my office is a big part of my life. And then he's like, my family, too. Like, he was realizing, like, I'm not really ready to do all this. <laughs> like, it was too key, much for him. he was like, and I wouldn't bring you to my office. So. Yeah, right. I was waiting for him to say that, but right. he didn't I, look, say that. I don't belong he here. Meant. I don't belong here. You know that's what he don't, meant. And your ass don't belong there. Because so. you ain't coming through. But that's her fault. She mishandled that. Angel should have been like, no, baby, you just stay over here. You know what I'm saying? They kept it moving. Like, I, like it, it's, you know. <laughs> no, maybe. No, but baby. it's the way he did her, though. How you going to leave are it you, with the coat? Come to my, are you sure? <laughs> oh, my God. No, baby. I want you to see me walk. <laughs> no, baby. Angel should have said that. That's what she should have been like. No, baby. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, down. But, but he didn't have woo-hoo. to do her like that, though. And he got the hell out of there. Yo, left her with I a mean, coat and a suitcase. I was like, look here. Oh, well, Chanel, this, this is fun it. while oh, it lasted. Well, but I got to go home and figure this here shit okay. out. And his wife is evil, too. Like, you never know. Like, 
It could be anything. And that he already done caught it at work. Oh, I know. Even though he got promoted or right. some shit. Cause they Which love shout them. out to them for writing it that way because it tells how it really be going down. Right. <laughs> With dim, dim folks. And Electra. Ooh, Electra. Her dumb The ass. rise and the fall. With her penthouse. And her something snatched. else with a P. Oh. <laughs> but Alexa, like, I mean Alexa. Wanna, Alexa. Uh, she might as well. want to take a ride in a brand new. I was like, oh. Okay. I felt so bad because she's in such a hard, it's such a hard place to be in. Well, mm-hmm. it's a niche market. So I, I mean, think that, yeah, you know. but you know, for her to, it's like, you have to choose between being who you are and then survival. And that sucks to have to choose. You know what I mean? I think it does, too. It sucks. Hopefully she had a lot of pr- time to prepare. And it's- she's so beautiful. When she was in the, the peep show, I mm-hmm. feel like even though it was heartbreaking, because it's like, oh, my God. she, she had, had that Angel do- Brinks outfit. But then she looked beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> But then she I looked beautiful. This Angel Brinks. She did. You know who looked Under more beautiful? Under that light, she the was new still girl. stunning. <laughs> The, the new girl that went up in the penthouse. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, right." <laughs> to, and don't you ever for a second get to thinking? <laughs> I was like, "Damn, no, that part was sad." It was. I wish she would have went on and fought that security guy. Would have right. beat his ass. Would have yep. beat his ass and got on the Asshole. elevator. And see, baby, I know a lot of people in life, and I know some girls that would have took them shoes off and went to work in that lobby, plucked <laughs> so, them in the eye, held, like, and been on their way. And took, and took the the hat as a parting gift. <laughs> so This show is so real. It is. He would have caught a flashlight. But yes, Pose <laughs> was really good this week. Um, I'm trying to think, were there any other storylines on the show that I... Oh, and I love the relationship between Blanca and the school yes. teacher. Yes, yes. The dance that scene. was a beautiful moment. I love that. That was beautiful. They're like walking down the street, swapping advice. Yeah, it's going to be good. Candy had me rolling the whole time when she went off about that eviction notice. <laughs> and she was like, you didn't took all the money and, for, and pay for that new pussy. <laughs> and left us and shit. It just was just funny. Candy is funny. She's like, and you going to take the whole room and leave us yeah. sleeping on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> I love all of her children. Because I like how even when they left, how the, even when how she closed the doors back to... She's like, I'm going to start my own house. And she was like, oh, yeah. are you kidding me? And Electra went off on that ass. And they they st- slowly walked out. They were like, bye, girl. They like huddled okay. and walked out. But yes. They're going to sit around and wait leave on. you here to be miserable by yeah. yourself, bitch. But when Electra was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Get mother a drink. Like, damn. I was like, wow. Talk about bad week. Okay. I felt bad for her, though, because, I mean, and the fact that they clocked it, too, they was like, oh, he's not paying for rent no more huh immediately yeah. they knew by her mood wow so and then Great Candy show. and them's evil asses told, told uh, Blanca and we ain't doing shit but using them <laughs> so just FYI he goes and he gets trophies so <laughs> we don't care oh no and she was like he's gonna fetch us teeth yeah. and rub our feet yeah um, yeah <laughs> Letting uh, Blanca have I think it. of you every time Candy comes on screen. Because <laughs> you know I'm in the room dying somewhere. You're going to be in your house like, yes. And, and rolling because the things that come out of her mouth, like, I just can't believe it. It's so funny. And I know I always go back to it, but when Blanca, or not Blanca, when Angel called herself trying to console Candy on that stoop that night, <laughs> Candy interrupted that Which story. Which was the fuck you being so nice yeah. before? Then she thought she was like, Bitch, oh, I just lost my category and you tell me about your fuck some story about your fucking man. That's what it was. Like, what am I supposed to 
<laughs> Candy is funny. Okay. She stay with a liner. Last thing so we can get out of here because this show is longer than, I mean, it's long. <laughs> long, okay? Longer than, never mind. <laughs> Let me be quiet. Oh, but anyway. Gosh. So, power, y'all. Oh, is everybody gosh. caught up? Talk about yeah. plot twist. Plot the fuck twist. Teresi. I did not see that I did. coming. I did. You know you why? Did? I didn't know that it was that. I didn't know it was that. But I what I did he was know. legit a loving father. But you know what it was? It was because we kept wondering, why the fuck is he around? Like, what is really going on? And even the mom the first time when she was like, you can't trust him. And I was like, all right, both the parents are like, you know, slime balls. Yeah, but so his what's mom his problem? Like, she's a piece of shit. But yeah. every time she's told she him, had- like, don't fuck with your father for real like she didn't even want him to know she who he was all even, that. even when he was calling her all the way out and she was still pretending I was like oh this nigga must be some bad news and he's so well respected within his ranks I was like there's something else with this nigga but I don't know cause this show has so many twists and turns low key yeah. I, and this might be me just trying to find a silver lining <laughs> he gonna try to work the system and save yeah, them both yeah like I, I mm-hmm. low key feel like he knew that that was a way to get himself out but now he he's going to sit with Tommy and be like, okay, this is the situation. How do we play this? That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Fran, you I talking. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. Baby, this is a big, rich town. He don't <laughs> give a damn about Tommy and no family ties. Oh. He's like, fuck it. Even swap. I wanna, Even exchange. I got my receipt. Even exchange. Yeah, I want to continue. For me. I want to continue to give Tasha Not Nice the gold star. Tasha For not best nice. G in the episode. Every week, I feel like she's been stepping up and her finding she that. She got in Kane's ass. Yo, I don't know what the fuck that's about, but I want her to be the one to pop Kane. Like, I want it to come down to him doing some bullshit and Low her key, pulling like the trigger she's on gonna be the one. I, I want it to be. She hates him. She hates Kane. Because the way he was talking about some. The way he's talking about some. Oh, yeah, he you like fighting back, huh? Like, I thought you liked that. I was like, oh, that's nasty. And I hope you get shot by And then Tasha. when Tommy was like, what'd you say to her? He's like, nothing. And then for What's him to going still, on? Fuck you and fuck you. I'm like. <laughs> and for him to still get in bed with him. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Tommy just, I don't know. Tommy is like he knows, but he's not trusting himself. And he's, and he's talking to everybody about it. You know what I'm saying? That's the child in him. He just, it's like. You want to be loved by your dad. You know what I mean? And you know how kids will have the worst parents in the world and still love them and be yeah. like, and mm-hmm. want to be with them. And their parents will be like abusing them and doing horrible things. But the kid would rather be with them than anywhere else. It's that same little wounded bird syndrome. And I, so I felt so bad when he went to, what's her name? Lala's house. Yes. Keisha. Keisha. Keisha's house and was like, Keisha what Fable. should he do? Light-skinned <laughs> Keisha. Light-skinned Keisha. And, you know, she was telling him, like, you know, I don't know, maybe give him a chance. Her I was like, oh, ass. no, it's the worst advice because he's going to run with that. Yep. And he did. You saw he was hyped to take him out of jail and pick him Picking up. Picking him up and shit. I'm like, oh, my God. But Tommy ain't stupid. That's the one thing. He's Tommy not, is going to have. Daddy. But he's going to have a an moment. underlying. He's going to have a backup plan some kind of way. He always does. He's talking about Tommy Egan. I hope so, man. Ghost is slipping. He wore a girl out and for nothing. Oh, shout out to Garcelle Bouvier. That Bouvier's. scene with Lorenz Tate. Oh, my God. He was like, you dicked her down. Yeah. He was basically like, you dumbass. You stupid right. ass. You now she feel like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, she definitely scene. can't trust you. All that work for nothing, Ghost. What an idiot. Did you everybody like the sex scene? No. Everybody liked the sex scene. They you do like it. Like Would you give it one thumb or two? Okay, two All thumbs right. up. I don't 
don't like the power of sex I don't scenes. either. I don't know what it fan. is. Every time they come, I think it's too much. Maybe that's what it is. It's been too many. There are more sex scenes than episodes, and I think <laughs> that's the problem. But you know, friend, it's stars. <laughs> that's why I try to give them their flowers, because it's stars, so they, they have their sex on there, and I'm like, all right, you know, I just need to go get me a drink right now. Something like that. I always get up. That's my pee break, yep. snack break. Yep, I go too. get my pee to me chips too. I'm like, all right, they fucking, I'm about to go another <laughs> <laughs> not fast forward. I was like, all right, I can like go do Like the ghost right and Angela. Uh, and you know, I used to. That's Angela fuck. I, she was fucking <laughs> off beat. You know what I'm saying? Trina said that wasting my time fucking all off beat. Like oh, that. Shit. That. How that's exactly what she was doing. Like another idiot. Angel is another fucking idiot because instead of her trying that to make agent nice with is the on her ass. I Man. you want to piss off? I fucking internal affairs hoe. That's and what that's you want to do. And you're from, both Latina. Um, y'all. She, she you should have played bed, that. You, finessed it. You should have gotten to bed with her and then fucking did some other shit later and be like, nah, we both in this together, bitch. So you what know, time is unified it? unified on some we both marginalized. Okay. <laughs> you know, up we in see this each job. Other. Yeah. yeah. But now y'all are trying to take each other out. That's the name of the game. Dang. I keep fucking around. They're going to kill everybody on the show. It ain't going to be called Power no more. It's going to be called Unplugged. <laughs> They're going to bring it back as Unplugged. <laughs> so I'm just tired of that. But Power has been good. I just want to get to the bottom of the Teresi shit. I do. Because everybody knows we love Tommy. And we want him to be okay. And so that's really going to fuck me up if something happens to Tommy. He's had like nine lives on this show, though. So I hate Dre. I hate Dre. I didn't feel nothing for Tyreek. That whole crying, coming clean nope. shit with Tasha or whatever. <laughs> you didn't feel nothing? I didn't feel nope. nothing. <laughs> nope. Fuck Tyreek. Nope. Y'all really hate Nothing. Yep. I hate Tyreek. Like, I mean, I, I oh my God. I just like the fact that Tasha was able to get her info because I'm tired of them lying to her ass about shit because she's the one that's got all the answers to fix it. But at the same time, I was looking at him like, all right, nigga, now you can go up upstate or wherever the fuck you finna go. I'm ready for you to be gone. I struggle no. with Tariq because there's a part of me that's like, oh, he's a baby and he's just lost his sister. He saw it happen. He got, you know, wrapped up in a bunch of bullshit. Remember when he did the home invasion? Like, he's just weighing over his head. Mm-hmm. But I still don't trust him. Because he keep lying. Like, there's a part of me that feels like he's about to fuck shit up, even though he's, quote unquote, going upstate to school. I'm like, he probably ain't even going to be there. He's right. probably about to be doing something from out there. I don't know. I just don't trust him. Because his dumb ass be addicted to lean and shit. And still talking crying, to the wrong people. Still in communication with the wrong people. That's what I think. That is literally, they're going to manipulate the shit out of Tariq from afar, and then they're going to go kidnap him. And it's going to be Kane. Yeah. Kane ain't going to do it. But you know what? Doesn't matter because we want Tyreek to get the misfortune that's yes. coming his way. No. He deserves it. Raina's blood is on his hands. Yes. So he deserves it. No, you didn't. <laughs> you know you the one who needs to be got. I asked my dad. I promise I'm not going to lie to you again. Yo, why are y'all so cute? <laughs> you know, I miss Raina a lot, my sister. Stop it. My sister. Why you say it like that? Do it again. That made me think about Drew <laughs> randomly when we were in Atlanta. Drew, his sister, had gave me this pineapple. Oh, he was looking you at this nigga like, down. why do you have this pineapple? He's like, man, my sister gave me this pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Woo. Power. So, yeah. That's it? That's it. All right. Well, now we move on to... No, I got to... a couple more things about power. I'm sorry. What? That black man, I want... <laughs> he's going to write Angela out at some point, or he's going to give that information the to the... agent? I want the black... I want the black folks to get together. I want that black agent, the man, to get with the black woman that's over Angela. That... But isn't the black dude her friend? 
He he's her friend, and he you know uh, they were working on that team together and yeah, all that I shit. Feel like he gonna have a but back. that other woman, she be noticing Angela's inconsistencies too. And I hope it's the black folks that bump into each other and talk about it. I hate when the the other white dude. I hate his ass. So as much as Angela's wrong, I don't want her to go down th- through them. If it, she goes down, I want it to go ha- happen with the black folks. When he scribbled, "Okay, bitch." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That made me think I about laughed. being in here. I was like, oh, I laughed. That on the pad. I was like, no, he didn't pretend he was taking notes. <laughs> that was a good one. But yes, that was it for me and Power. My bad. All right. So with that being said and done, now we're going to move on over to the Asking for a Friend segment. Don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Wow, I cannot believe that for that moment I fudged and <laughs> forgot the email. All right. So this email subject is, this is for a friend. This is probably nothing, so I'm going to make this short. My friend has a friend that they've been friends with for a couple of years. I would consider them as best friends, in fact. My friend has grown some romantic feelings for his best friend, and he's not sure if if he should ask her out or leave things be. He's told me that he's worried that he will be rejected and things would, would be different between them. I honestly believe that he was actually being obvious with his feelings because the lady made rules for their relationship. And they actually sent a screenshot of what those uh, uh, rules were for their friendship. And I'll go back over those wow. in just a moment. But uh, the person that wrote it says, these rules are very touchy and specific for a friendship, in my opinion. I don't know what to tell my friend or how to help him since he's more of a shy person. There's a document? Y- yes. Like, so, a, like they wrote out rules. A so, friendship so, contract. So they're asking for a friend, right? She so, know. So the dude... <laughs> Is friends with this woman, this girl, they best friends, and so they yeah. the best friend and laid out these these are their rules. So the, then she knows that he has feelings for her that are beyond platonic. That's ridiculous. There's no reason for her. Why else would she say, Well stay don't color outside these lines? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if y'all are friends, y'all are just friends. Like she knows that he has feelings for her. A hundred percent. She does know. Because here are the rules, right? One don't mofo leave me on open if you do for like 10 minutes. I'll leave you for open for four. Um, I'll leave you on open for four. Something petty, right? Wait, wait, wait. What? That doesn't even sound don't, like English. Don't, don't mofo, don't motherfucking leave me on open if you do If you do for like two minutes, I'll leave you on open for four minutes. As in red? Like yeah. leave you on red? Yeah. Oh, okay. Kid shit. <sighs> right. They didn't, they like, didn't say what? the ages in this. My brain is like, uh, exactly. Are you ready frying. for rule number two? <laughs> yeah. Don't make me repeat myself. What is going on? How old is this person? They didn't say their ages in this email. Three, if you mess with my friends, you're going to have to fucking mess with me and my bullshitty attitude. Four, your attention is all on me. Five, don't say shit about me. Six, don't get an attitude with me because, because oof, oof. Seven, don't get mad. Don't get me mad. And eight, if I ask you something, I want the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Nine, if you need anything, I'm always here. And ten, if you like me, then just tell me. So these are the rules for the, uh, the friendship. This mu- These must be really young people. I'm confused at this being rules for a friendship. Right. So this person... I'm w- confused at these being rules. <laughs> and how did this motherfucker get them? If they was between the other two people... That's where I'm like... Conf- I'm lost. They I took don't... a screenshot of their Snapchat. Or they were sent a screenshot of their Snapchat combo. So the boyfriend sent a screenshot of a combo with his girlfriend. With his friend, not girlfriend. Or his friend. His, his, girl, his friend, that's the girl that he likes, this, is his best friend right now. I think I'm too tired for this. <laughs> 
<laughs> my brain is like trying to shoot the connection. <laughs> so what's the rest of the letter? Or that's it? They, they want to know what advice they should give to their friend that's in this situation. <laughs> They are literally asking for a friend. <laughs> to stop talking to them. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Low-key, um, um, Wow. First of all, the girl knows that you like her because, and I, and I, I want to, I guess, add an amendum. Addendum, addendum, addendum. Addendum, bitch, addendum. <laughs> I want to add an addendum to what I said earlier. It's not so much that she knows that he likes her. She likes him, too. Like, they like each other. That's why she sent that list of rules, which was also populated with several emojis, because I saw it. And then um, that's why she said she closed it with, she closed it with, yeah, like, she closed it with, if you like me, just tell me. So she likes him, and she knows that he likes her. They like each other. So that's what all this is. They are not best friends. They're flirting with each other. And just, you know, testing the waters because don't nobody want to get embarrassed. But they like each other. And you don't have nothing to do with it. Just I, listen. That's why I'm lost. They're asking for a friend. Maybe asking we'll stop. what he should do? I guess they're, I'm assuming, yeah, for the person that wrote it, I'm going to assume that you, your friend asked you advice and that's why you asked Maybe it's advice. their ass and they that's lying. <laughs> yeah. But if this is your ass, then. But this girl wants us to tell her what he should do with his other friend who's giving him rules. Is that the bottom line? Uh, uh, it's undetermined if it is a woman that or, wrote in. Okay, but let's the woman remove has all a... the gender and pronouns I just mentioned. This person wants us to give advice to their friend who's friends with someone else who's giving them no, rules this... via Snapchat. Uh, yes. I just, my brain can't. I mean, you, you did that very well. Yeah. So. Okay, so just anyone who has to give you rules and then they're over Snapchat, this is beyond my scope. <laughs> it's just and the then silly. all the emojis. It's, it's just silly. Y'all are babies. And it's just and just everybody needs to, you know, just admit that there's an attraction there and be clear that that's why they're interacting with each other and just date. That's what they need to do. And you need to mind your business. <laughs> And if you're asking us what you, which maybe you're asking us because your friend and you have had conversations about and this. You're like, and you're like, should he even? Yeah, which in that case, you know, fair enough. But tell your friend to go ahead and date and pursue the person. Like, go ahead and make break the ice or make the first move. And they need to be clear about that. They're not friends. They're interested in each other. It is what it is. Can you email us back and tell us how old these people are? I'm just curious. I really yeah. want that list with the emojis. And if you're lying, just say you're lying. <laughs> When I originally wrote this email, the Snapchat screenshot did not load. And when I opened it now, and I saw it, it's like, oh, there's a Snapchat. Why well, should be her list that she sent, and I she's mean, trying to get like, us to tell her? Well, if she she's claims doing her the friend most. is shy, and even though he like him crazy, if you know what I mean, you know, a crazy person wouldn't call themselves crazy. I'm assuming, but I'm That's not totally sure. The, the person, right? She sent that list. <laughs> That's your Snapchat. All right, girl. Well, thank you for the email. So now we're going to move on to the Black Business of the Week. This Black Business of the Week comes from the emails, and it is from Vine Go Tours. You know, since I just came back from France, you know, wine country. All right, so the Black Business of the Week is, Hey, Dustin, Fran, and Asante, I just wanted to shout out Vine Go Tours, based in Richmond, Virginia, as the Black Business of the Week. We are a Black-owned, women-owned wine touring company dedicated to bridging the gap between the community and 
exploration of the Virginia Beverage Trails via half-day and full-day private wine tasting and brew tasting tours. Mm. Wow. We host private Classy. tours for up to 14 people starting at 60 bucks, and accommodate tours for every occasion. Vine Go makes, and it might be Vingo, because, you know, Vine, Vin, Vino. Like Vino. Right. So Vino, Vingo makes the beverage trails more convenient and accessible to all across the state of Virginia and serve as your one-stop destination for winery, brewery, brewery, brewery. Brewery. That's like <laughs> rural. Right. Brewery. I can't say rural. Yeah. Distillery. Like speaking in rewind. <laughs> <laughs> speaking in rewind. <laughs> brewery. <laughs> Distillery and festival tour transportation. <laughs> As regular listeners of the podcast, we appreciate the opportunity. We would appreciate the opportunity to host you during your next visit to the area. All right. For more information, feel free to go to www.vingo, which is V-I-N-G-O, tours.com. And on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Vingo Tours. Where are they based? uh, Richmond, Virginia. Awesome. Because, you know, VA, they got a little wine country out there. Oh, I would love to experience that. Yeah, that that. would be super, super dope. totally do. Take them up on that offer. Right, that's a cute little date idea. It's a cute little party idea for people who want to do something different. If you getting older and you want to like have a little wine celebration with your friends and they do breweries and distilleries too so <laughs> okay but breweries breweries <laughs> you know all of them things all of the reese but that's it for the blackness of the week and that is it for this week's episode any church announcements from you beautiful black people i already mentioned mine but i will repeat it the applications for the Joshua Tree Stop and the Dominican Republic Stop of my Activation Tour are now live on the website, and that is ActivationTour.com. Toronto's almost sold out. I mean, Toronto is sold out, excuse me. Damn. I will be there on, I was about to say April. What part of the year am I in? <laughs> um, August 11th, which is on a Saturday. Cannot wait to see you guys. Joshua Tree, Dominican Republic. We are going to have an amazing time. Yes. Don't forget about the friend zone on the following Saturday, April. April, girl. <laughs> April. Come back. August 18th. Yep. Thefriendzonelive.com to get your tickets. And then the weekend after that, yep. Afropunk. Yep. We will be excited to see you guys there roam around. You know we'll be at the Miguel stage. Oh my God! I, I, I was just thinking I can't wait till he does pineapple at the Erica Badu stage. Oh my I mean, God. we are probably not even going to be at the tent because there's just too many artists that I want to see. Don't look for me during Miguel or Erica Badu. I can tell you <laughs> right don't now. Don't look for me. What about you guys? What are your church announcements? Well, don't look for me at Afropunk because I'm actually going to be in LA for a 305 live on the West He's Coast. He's doing again. it the same weekend. It, it's happening again. I don't know why, why it happened he again. Do this? I kid you. Nah, I got this text early and it was like 305 Live and I said yeah and then I saw the week and I was like oh <laughs> I don't know why it keeps happening but it's happening again I have to go do the it water fight it was only fight. that one time where all of us were at Afropunk remember <laughs> Crystal Fury Jade yes. oh Kia man come? no Kia wasn't no, there Kia didn't she come. ain't been and we were all dressed crazy and shout out to Kia Sorry, Kia did her event this weekend. She was Woman with TD Jakes. With yes, Sarah huge. Jakes, and she looked amazing. Yes. So Sounded beautiful. great. And she took a picture with my dad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she had it on her Insta stories and I wrote, Dad! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout out to you, Kia. That's amazing. An amazing accomplishment. But yeah, that's it for me. Um, a new... Uh, 
If I Were a Rapper date is coming pretty soon, I'm still securing a couple of things. And that is it. Dustin, what do you have coming up? I don't have anything to say this week. But he has that Cash is life every week. Don't forget to check him out. Grown man shit. Hashtag grown man shit. So you can find it all over the interwebs. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and that's it for us. We love you guys. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Stay black and protect your magic. See you next week. Bye. 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 Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.